11 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the Friday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And uh, joining me, as always, on the program, uh, it's the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms blog, in Washington, D.C. Well, hi. A- anything so, anything go happen this week? Well, I heard that um, Donald Trump has said that he wants to drain the swamp, but instead he filled it with um, Bannon scum. Oh, yeah. Nobody, and nobody wants to deal with Bannon scum whatsoever. Ooh, um, yes. Uh, I hear he's joining Cirque du Soiled. Uh, Soon, he has a new contortionist act that uh, Anthony Scaramucci described. Um, uh, and of course, uh, also, uh, maybe Joe knows about this uh, this Italian uh, uh, phrase. Uh, you know, the head, the fish thinks from the head down. <laughs> so, actually, the only the only fish phrase I know from my my family is that uh, somebody sleeps with the fishes, and I think it's Reince. Uh, yeah, it could be. Oh, yes. Uh, 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 but of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. And uh, that's right. <laughs> and 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 by the way, um, I don't know if you want me to tell you, but I discovered I could do something. What's that? This week. Oh. <laughs> right. Nothing See, like Scaramucci Rain, described, right? Rain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. You it's discovered a yoga, that? It's, it's a yoga move. <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah if you do it a certain way it, never mind <laughs> well, let's bless just drop your that heart. yeah wait uh i'm sorry did you say uh did you say a yoga yogurt or yoga movement? yoga 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 yeah uh so, something like that yeah. you know if it if, if, involved if, yoga and yogurt because that discuss- could be a lubricant and yoda oh if, you're if i discovered it when i was when i was 18 i would have never left home See, <laughs> he's here all night, everybody. There he is. Oh. Yes. Uh, That's right. Tip any, the waitress. If yeah, t- try yeah yeah. Tip tip your beef. Try the waitress. Uh, so, <laughs> and uh, Clinster has a question. Uh, very very important question in the chat. He said uh, asks. Uh, um, uh, anybody got a lead on popcorn? I'm all out over here, and, and I responded to him. There's a national shortage, Clint. There's a national shortage on popcorn. Uh, we're gonna have to start eating. We're gonna have to start eating corn nuts soon. It's terrible. In fact, uh, in fact the guy, the guy at the uh, at the vault last night at the the Capitol building ran out of popcorn uh, on the Democrat side. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he did. Oh heavens to Betsy. Okay, well where where to start? Where to start? I suppose we should start with the uh, what the skinny repeal 
of uh, the Affordable Care Act, yeah. right? Now, now known as the cadaver appeal. Known as uh, uh, Obamacare repeal failure number 763. Oh, the skinny these repeal. The skinny, skinny repeal. Doesn't that oh. sound like something that should be sold on the home shopping network? Yeah, I, yeah, I have a label. I got one of those. Actually, I have a skinny repeal in the bottom of my cupboard. I've never even taken out of the box. So that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one of those gadgets I had to have. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, 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 all right. So um, I want to start with it, it in. OK, well, first of all, I want to say amen to John McCain amen. Uh, real quick. Amen. Also, uh, I, I would like to apologize for thinking the worst of him for racing back uh, after his surgery to D.C. Uh, because I really thought he was coming back to, you know, you know, you know, of course, he voted to continue, you know, this, the discussion of repeal or replace or whatever. And then they had this skinny repeal that they decided would be a good idea. And then. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Last night, um, uh, John McCain made uh, made somebody a very sad turtle. Uh, so yes, and uh, here we go. And boom, and, and boom goes the dynamite. Thank you. Yeah. So John McCain basically. I'd like to give sank, extra. Uh, go Sorry. ahead. Go, no, I just. I'd I was, like to give extra kudos to 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 Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And Chuck Schumer had some really nice things to say about them today. Uh, pointed out <clears> some, <throat> you know, uh, some uh, truths about women that a lot of people ignore. I didn't get the audio for it, but he said some really nice things. He said, you know, you, women are a lot stronger than men in many different ways. And, and you know, and, um, and he said that, but they don't like to brag about it like men, which is great. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in, they, they proved that, you know, their, their hearts were in the right place and they didn't want to see a bunch of people suffer. And, um, you know, John McCain was kind of almost like the sacrificial lamb in this whole thing. Uh, this was strategic, you know, uh, he, you know, he doesn't have anything to lose politically from here on out. So, uh, he doesn't have to do what's popular or say, you know, anything, whatever to save face. Cause I guarantee you, there's probably a whole bunch of other Republicans that didn't want to vote yes on, on repeal because they know what's going to happen with their constituents. So basically he's become the scapegoat. And I mean, a lot of people have been talking yeah. about this today. Um, yeah, but, he gave, he gave a lot of Republicans cover. Yeah. And actually, he really did. Actually, he actually, um, McConnell, there's another way to think of this. McConnell actually made a bunch of reluctant Republicans who are in tough, dis tough states walk the plank last night. Mm -hmm. Once he knew that McCain, and he knew McCain was going to vote no, he could have told uh, people like Heller uh, to they were free to vote their conscience and vote no. Yeah. At that point, because because all he did to Heller was screw him, knowing full well that three or thirty, it didn't matter at that point. Mm -hmm. Well, um, uh, I think he's still. I think that means that McConnell gave them cover too. Uh, no, I think he he failed to give them cover. 
In other words, McConnell could have told him once he knew, he could have spread it around the floor that, look, Heller, you could vote no because we don't have it. So why walk the plank? Um, okay. You know? Okay. So now, now Heller has voted against giving the people in Nevada health care for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, so, so here we are. And today McConnell said, uh, you know, he's looking forward to seeing what proposals uh, the Democrats have. And, uh, and I, I love that the GOP uh, essentially can't govern at all. Um, but, you know, I, and again, you know, there's lots of, uh, you know, moving parts to this as to, you know, who did it for whatever political reason or not. Um, but th- I really think this could be an opportunity to really fix some things with the Affordable Care Act that um, that Democrats realize need to be fixed. Uh, basically undo a lot of the things that Republicans did to the Affordable Care Act to cause it to fail. Yes. You know? Yes. Right. So, uh, so that, that's, that could be a positive thing. And, and basically, you know, if, if Republicans, and you know, this is a fact, if Republicans could basically repeal the Affordable Care Act and replace it with the same exact thing, just with a different name and just so they could call it Trump care, they'd do it. I mean, they don't care really. I mean, you know, they've never cared about you know, bringing premiums down. I mean, they, they fought tooth and nail to to try and keep premiums the same way forever. So, but you know, if if they could uh, if they could do this and rebrand it, just in and we've talked about it a million times. Uh, people out there, you call it the Affordable Care Act, people love it. You call it Obamacare. Oh, Kenyan Marxist socialist Muslim. You know, um, but uh, but I, w- I want to play something. Um, Sheldon Whitehouse, man, I love that guy. Um, this is, uh, this is a really great little, uh, bit of his floor speech from last night. And maybe just maybe this had some, some influence on, uh, some Republicans, uh, but I doubt it, but it, it, it's, it's still pretty awesome. Who did the magicians who came up with this listen to? They obviously didn't listen to the doctors. The American <laughs> Medical Association is opposed to this. American Pediatric Society is opposed to this. Academy of Family Physicians is opposed to this. Certainly the doctors didn't get a chance to get heard in all this process. How about the hospitals? The American Hospital Association is opposed to this. The Catholic hospitals are opposed to this. Rural hospitals are warning that this could end their very existence. So let's have a process that gives the hospitals a chance to be listened to. The nurses in Rhode Island are opposed to this. I think nurses around the country are opposed to this. Why not an open process that gives the nurses a chance to be heard? Our community health centers are opposed to this. They've been down here to Washington to say, please don't do this. You will be hurting real people who we care for. Illness advocacy groups, the people who they're fighting for are stuck in this health care system with serious illnesses. Did we listen to the American Cancer Society? No. Did we listen to the American Lung Association? No. We didn't even listen to the hemophilia group, for Pete's sake. Addiction mm. treatment groups are against this. We have listened to nobody. We didn't even listen to the Republican governors, let alone the Democratic governors like my governor, who is telling me, we're working fine, we got people on Medicaid, our exchanges are working, why fire this torpedo 
into perfectly working exchanges when we could be working on fixing the few where it's not working. So why are we here? Who is behind this? Who was telling the little group of magicians in their secretive back room what to do? This, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens when a party becomes beholden to a small handful of creepy billionaires <laughs> and stops listening to the people. Yeah. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. <laughs> creepy billionaires would be a great name for a band. Um, but uh, It would be. But, I, I mean, he, he hit so many points there. All these different groups, doctors, nurses, um, you know, uh, I mean, even the, you know, or, organization that, you know, is for hemophilia, whatever that is, you know, I mean, you know, so many different groups and including governors, constituents, everybody. The only people who really, truly want this destroyed are creepy billionaires and then <laughs> the the poorly educated that Trump loves so much and um, and pretty much the, the Freedom Caucus that wants people to die in the gutter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, pretty much all it. Those, all of those people, all of those people and groups that he mentioned, um, they were all the groups that Barack Obama and the administration at the time and the Democrats at the time brought on board to talk to them to see what do we need to do to pass the American care the, the American Health Care Act mm-hmm. all of those groups all of them they were brought in seven years ago and now seven years later all of those groups are like no not for this this is bad this is terrible this is not going to work I yeah. think that's a pretty big thing that people should pay attention to agree yeah. and and yeah. there's a there's a reason we should all remember that there's never going to be a bipartisan fixed obamacare until after the next election is because basically republicans do not think that uh the you government should be involved they don't <laughs> right <think. laughs> they don't they, it is not their belief that that um the government should be involved in health care they really believe it's a uh, it should be the uh, access by only people who merit health care, which means you have a job and um, uh, a good job that pays has health care, not even a job. So there's going to be a, a it's going to be a struggle because the fixes, like you said, Rain, are easy. Mm-hmm. Start funding your start funding the, uh, the 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 premium support again yes put, put back the risk corridors yes. that you took away put in a public option to yes. fill the gaps where there are counties that have no provider that's or just so one easy it that is, is easy but there's part but of it that's all. gonna cost money and they don't want to spend money no. they want to cut taxes that's what this was all about well, yeah. Yeah, to a certain extent, yes. That's what it was all about. And that's about. all but, this was all about. But, you know, I, I, here's the thing. And I said this to you and Ken earlier. At this point, at this point, now that that the desire to kill the ACA is dead, and I do think it's pretty dead. We might have a couple of low-level zombies that we can squish out with our little toe heels. 
um, it's dead. What we're going to see now is we're going to see groups, advocacy groups, suing the federal government to make sure that they enforce the law. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Health and Human Services, their responsibility is to make sure that this law is enforced. And they haven't done it. They have yep. not done it. They've taken money away from, from, you know, going out of their way to make sure that people know you can sign up for the ACA. They're, they're not even advertising it. They're trying to pretend that they're, they're trying to act like people shouldn't know that you can sign up for the, you know, the ACA, especially come yeah. October. And so I do fully believe we're going to see lawsuits from, from the, um, probably the ACLU, the Kaiser Foundation. We're going to see lawsuits pushing Health and Human Services to start enforcing the law because it is law. That's the thing. It's not a thing. It's a law. And if the federal government doesn't enforce it, and here go my dogs. <laughs> the stampede. God are they, damn are they it. Are they chasing like a little tiny miniature chuck wagon through I, the kitchen? I don't even know. They probably are. God you remember that commercial? Them. Remember that commercial? Where yeah, the little I do remember yes, that yeah. commercial. Yes, I do. <laughs> but getting back to it, I mean... The Health and Human Services has a responsibility to enforce the law. And I don't think I'm wrong with this. Legally, they have a responsibility to enforce the law. And I think that we're going to start seeing lawsuits. Yeah. Um, Which is interesting because Health and Human Services... No, wait, that was Homeland Security. Never mind. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, now, on, con on on the contrast, on the converse here of uh, what Sheldon Whitehouse uh, said, uh, you sent me this little tidbit uh, today, Rain, uh, or maybe yesterday. Um, and uh, this is uh, Mike Pence talking to, oh, everybody's favorite, Tucker Carlson. Um <sighs> The Bill O'Reilly's replacement. By the way, everybody, Bill O'Reilly got a dog. I guess he needs something to occupy his time. So yeah, um, dogs aren't as good as mine and Joe's. But yeah, but uh, uh, Mike Pence says, you know, hey, gutting health care is the essence of a free society. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, letting people die in the gutter—that's freedom. You know, let them die. Death is, well, death is free, right? You yeah, die, you're so. not going to pay for it. No. Uh, so, else might. Yeah, exactly. So here, here you go. Uh, this is Pence talking to uh, fuck Tucker Carlson um, on <laughs> Fox News. If after a year or two of giving people more choices, millions fewer Americans had health insurance, would that be worth it? Well, it's, it's you know, the very essence of living in a free society is people get to make their own decisions. But, but the president and I truly believe that if you lower the cost of health insurance, if you give Americans more choices in health insurance, that more Americans will choose, more employers will choose uh, to have and to offer health insurance to their employees and, and have health insurance for their families. Freedom! <laughs> How does that work anyway, uh, Vice President Pence? You remove the employer mandate that says they have to provide insurance, and that'll make them provide insurance. Thank you. Yep. I mean, they Thank defy you. they defy logic. I mean, every time you know they 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 wage war to bring peace. It makes no sense. 
That didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No. Mm -mm. To anybody who's I thinking and listening, right? I mean, I mean, you you don't take health care away to give health care. I mean, it makes. I mean, really. No. It, it's it, it and just, it, tell me how Christian that is. It's not. Well, he's no Christian. No. He's a he's a Trumpian. Well, he's a Trumpian. It, and, and let's not forget too. Um, there, when Mike Pence was a radio show host, and I don't know if I have this audio. Um, let me see if I can find it. Mike Pence talking about divorce. I don't have it. Um, Mike Pence uh, talked about divorce at length, in saying that if somebody was divorced, that they were unable to serve. Uh, you know, uh, the, you, how could you trust them to, uh, or, or if no, if they committed infidelity or or even divorce? Because I think he believes that divorce is infidelity. Um, so yeah, he basically said, how can you trust a politician that would cheat or get divorced? Because you know it show you know that exposes their character. Okay, okay. So look, I don't discount this, but Trump. Hello. Yeah. I mean, it, so this is a man who changes his vo his values, his quote-unquote Christian values, his fundy values, you know, at the drop of a hat. So, you know, he doesn't care. He doesn't, he, you know, he doesn't care what Jesus said, what Jesus did. You know? Also, I think on one of those uh, stone tablets uh, that they, they brought down the mountain. Yeah. Wasn't there one about lying? Yeah, something about bears and false witnesses. Yeah, something oh, well, like that. Oh, well, maybe he was talking about bears. Yeah. Oh, okay. With yeah, and, and we meant false witnesses, like false news. Uh, oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jesus. I mean, he's telling people we're going to take away health care from 22 million people, and that's going to give them better health care. Yeah. Stop spreading I mean, lie and false um, news. Really, yeah, and uh, so uh, you know, I mean, I mean, not to mention, uh, oh, the, we, the, I, there's nobody here that had Russian contacts in this administration during mm -hmm. the campaign. Nobody. Mm -mm. No, 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 not one. Never, never, ever, never. Nope, never. Gonna never gonna never gonna find proof of that. Guess what? Never gonna happen. Sorry, that's my favorite new drop. That's Stanley from The Office. Guess what? Never gonna happen. All right, go ahead, Rain. No, I got... I just I was thinking that song, Never Gonna Get It. Yeah, oh, there you are. <laughs> I, um, was just thinking, I was just thinking of, uh, of Steve Bannon. He yes. would have been great, great now. I mean, if, if he could do what they said he could do, he'd be great on Arrested Development now. Because he could blew himself. Oh, I yes, he, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but nobody wants to see Bannon doing that kind of contortion. Oh, it's terrible. I don't even want to know that somebody talked about that. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Scaramucci. God damn it. Uh, so yeah. Um, I don't know what we have time for now. Um. <laughs> Not probably not much, um, but uh, 
not much before the break. Um, oh, oh, oh. No oh, acrobatic oh, okay. acts, nothing. <laughs> All right. So here we go. No, no acrobatic acts just yet. We're going to get into that. I'm going to read some of the Scaramucci stuff uh, to everybody. I also have Scaramucci from CNN this week. Uh, it's going to be quite interesting. Um, and if I didn't book anybody for reverse column, we might actually uh f- suspend reverse call in for tonight just because I have a lot of stuff to talk about. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. But yeah, Ryan's uh Ryan's Priebus, everybody knows, uh he got uh he got shit canned uh today. Uh you know Stop, so. don't come back. Yeah. Um so uh and now who is it? John Kelly, General John Kelly from Homeland Security is now gonna yes. be the new chief of staff. That makes what, four generals that he's uh Using, I mean, yes. bana- Banana Republic much? Holy shit. Uh, generals yes. or or uh, Goldman Sachs. That's it. Yeah. That's all you Generals. Yes. And by the I'm way. Really, I'm really disturbed about the fact that it's another general. I'm, I am. That's me. Yeah. I, I don't like it either. I don't like it either. Also, uh, we should probably talk about this real quick uh, because uh, apparently there was no generals consulted other than Trump possibly calling 1-800-GENERAL-NOW. Um, to, uh, he called General Mills. Yeah. Wait, is it, the general now, is that the insurance company that we have here in D.C.? For the best insurance rates in town, town call 1-800-GENERAL-NOW. Yes! They're national. Um, so... Okay. Uh, so the, you know, I think that's who Trump consults because I think he, you know, cause you know, you know, he loves the, you know, 800-588-2300 empire. empire. No. <laughs> Remember when he was blasting that on air force one, <laughs> it was, he had the TV turned up to like a uh, hundred. Um, <laughs> so, the, so I'm sure he, air he force one redone. Yeah. Carpet. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, so all right, so Trump decided to send out the tweet. This was after we did our show on Tuesday. Um, and he basically said transgendered individuals would no longer be allowed to serve in the military. Uh, well, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Defense... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not the Defense. The um, the Department of, of Defense. Is that right? Yeah. I don't yes. know. Well... Yeah. Um, also, they, the Pentagon. Yeah, the Pentagon. Everybody was like, um, "Yeah, when you say that on Twitter, it's kind of like Michael Scott on The Office doing this." I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> hey, I just wanted you to know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. I didn't say it. I declared it. Still, that's, <laughs> it's not anything. It's not anything. So Trump's tweet was not anything. It pissed a lot of people off, but um, you know that uh, backlash soon turned into ridicule, and you know, and and uh, and basically another office clip. I'll, I'll play this one again. Uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff said, "Guess what? Never gonna happen." Yeah, I mean, unless it's done through the proper channels, it's not going to happen. And you know what I think the the and, and I'm just gonna say this real quick and we can talk about it when we come back from the break, but I think the the best part of what Trump did is for those fifteen roughly fifteen thousand transgendered individuals serving in the armed forces, for every one of those individuals, there are countless friends, family members, and coworkers who know and love those people. And they're gonna yes. remember this. They are gonna remember this, you piece of garbage. 
and I hope it hurts you where it counts. I really hope it hurts you where it counts. So, uh, so yes, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll, we'll pick up where we left off. I want to talk about this a little bit more and Jeff Sessions because um, uh, he has hurt feelings. <laughs> he does. Uh, I'm very hurt. And I have a very uncomfortable amount of, of uh, Scaramucci for everybody tonight. But don't worry. We're oh. also going to hear from, from Pickle. <laughs> oh, Pickle. Oh, Pickle. Such an important thing this week so <laughs> you know i gotta tell you something man if somebody out there can help me with this there is a country song out there okay and it doesn't have pickle in the word but it's like it reminds me God. i know i'm not helping i'm just throwing stuff out there I, yeah i i, don't I know. hear the guy's voice i hear part of the lyrics and it's not pickles but it's a father singing to his son Okay. And the father's a really bad guy, and he he's talking to his son, and his son isn't named. I don't think his name is Pickles, but it's. it's oh, I know. I know the one you're talking about. I got. Help nothing. me here. Son, don't bend over and touch your pickle. Oh no! Joe. Yeah. Okay. Now I gotta I gotta double buzz you before it, and we're short on oh. time. <laughs> right, right now. So uh, <laughs> I thought I got in under the buzzer. Damn it, Joe! God damn it! <laughs> All right. I know the country song. I hear the tune in my head. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't know. Uh, it's but, something about sun, which you know that narrows it down uh, because yeah. every country song has sun. <laughs> yeah, sun. All right, <laughs> we gotta go to the break. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'm gonna cue up a macaroni tune here for everybody. Let's listen to a World War, because uh, Trump could be putting us in one soon. <laughs> Isn't that Yay. fun? All right, break time. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Part of me questions why we're there when there's less than 100 al-Qaeda still in Afghanistan. War is profitable for some folks. War is devastating for other folks. And in order to eliminate that violence and harm, we have to eliminate our war on drugs. Charging that the Republicans have a war on women. Then you have the war in Afghanistan. It's turning into a bigger mess every day with the fallout from the Quran burning, the massacre of 16 civilians, and, you know, the whole 10 years of war part. Put out a report that said because of the economic downturn and the historical presidential election, they are seeing a rise in the activity of hate groups around the country. We got war. I mean, it is remarkable what Occupy Wall Street has been able to do so far. World war. Just in terms of shaping the the dialogue in this country. We got war. Afghanistan similar problems, except for uh, there's a natural gas pipeline they're going to put through there. World war. We're on the verge of another attack. We've been told that so many times. I'm numb to it. A war on terror, a war on drugs, a war on truth, a war on love, an Iraq war, an Afghan war. A brother like me, I can't stand war. A brother like me, I demand more. If you sit down, what do you stand for? If you sit down, can you ask for more? Run for cover, we in world war. 
We in world war, need guerrilla warfare War on people with no healthcare War on the poor and on welfare Take a look around, war everywhere Military industrial complex Gotta have war, who the bomb next? Somebody cast checks every time a bomb drop We in world war, it just don't stop We at war Jesus and the Gospels are not exactly consistent with what the Wall Street Journal preaches World war we're gonna give tax cuts to the richest 2% of Americans who don't need them and caused all this We at war! Failed war on drugs and seen horrible consequences, you know? World war! The America we knew died on 9-11, replaced by a nation that's mistrustful of its own citizens. A war for power, a war for peace, a war for oil in the Middle East. We in world war, will it ever cease? Or will it hit home on your city streets? Civil war, insurgency. We in state of emergency. Class warfare, they wanna race war. If they get a little, they wanna taste more. War for profit, can we stop it? Get your motherfucking hand out my pocket. We don't need a rocket or another bomb We need to break the glass and pull the alarm Military industrial complex Gotta have war, who the bomb next? Somebody cast checks every time a bomb drop We in world war, it just don't stop We at war This language that the dependent groups are the illegal immigrant World war And these unworking, unmarried, poor black women who are welfare queens We at war Just because you deny that those elements are in the Tea Party does not make them go away, they're there we're at such a critical tipping point in, you know, this sort of civil rights battle in our history. Oh, yeah, there's a war for freedom, a war for life. War ain't free, it costs full price. It'll cost your life living in the war zone. But you don't know, you sitting at home, polishing chrome, shining your bling. Some motherfuckers don't stand for a thing. Predator drones, IEDs, war ain't shit like on TV. You only see what they want you to see. Freedom's only for who they want to be free. Immigration, insanity. What happened to the American dream? War on people who just want to work. Persecute them and then pay them dirt. Military industrial complex. Gotta have war. Who the bomb next? We have war. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... 
from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God! They killed Kenny! You bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, uh, Mr. Joe Santorso in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. Hi. I'm and, here. Yes, you are indeed. With bells on, might I add. So uh, <laughs> I hear Bannon wears. I hear Bannon wears bells when he does his act. <laughs> yeah, they. Never mind. <laughs> it's called his act is called the aristocrat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. And of course, oh. that that other voice you hear is uh, the lovely and talented Rain from Four Freedoms Blog out of Washington D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hello. Howdy. Um, I got so, nothing. First of all, around. I got one thing I want to say. Just uh, I got something I got to get off my chest, and it's a set of bells that Steve Bannon gave to me. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, T-Mobile, get your shit together. They sent me three iPhones. I ordered two. I hope they're not charging me for the third one. What? I was I was frantically on the phone. Okay, T-Mobile had a deal. You add an extra line for $10, you get a $400 discount on a new phone. So I got two iPhone SEs for Susan and myself. And um, funny, Susan Elizabeth, iPhone SE. SE. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I got these new phones in this $10 line, and they said you can cancel it after a month, this, this third line. Uh, but... Still, if you just pay for that line for one month for $10, you get a $400 rebate on a phone. I'm like, yeah, great. And they're like, and so today, yesterday, well, Susan's phone arrived on Monday, I think, or Tuesday. My phone arrived yesterday, and then I get home and I check the mail, and there's a third goddamn phone. And I called them, and oh. they were like, oh, you, you ordered another one here. And I'm like, no, no, I did not. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so there's another iPhone sitting here, um, and uh, I'm hopefully not going to open that and maybe just take it into a T-Mobile and return it. I don't know. Um, and uh, Or mail it back to him. I have no idea. But, yeah, get your shit together, T-Mobile. I like T-Mobile. They're, they're pretty nice, though. The guy was really nice about it on the phone. Their customer service is un- just tremendous. Um, but, uh, the service get, does get a little spotty from here and there, here to there, but fuck you Verizon. I'm never going back to Verizon. I was with Verizon for like 12 years, maybe 15 years. And, um, 
I they they stripped me of my unlimited data and and try you know that I was grandfathered into, and they tried to charge and they, and they were charging like two hundred bucks two hundred twenty five dollars a month for two phone lines. T Mobile is like ninety dollars a month for two phone lines. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah. I mean, big difference. Big difference. Saving a lot. I mean, the, the, I will admit though, the coverage is not as good as Verizon. But honest to God, I don't care. I don't talk on the phone that much. Um, and, uh, you know, and I don't plan on traveling out into the middle of nowhere anytime soon because that's where the Trump cult lives. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hills have eyes. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, I, I just. <laughs> do not. It's like the chat room of the real world. So <laughs> the, it's the comment section of the real world. Um, yes. And you know, you'll, you know what, what uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi calls that place. Uh, you, know. you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's, that's true. Um, so here we go. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, uh, well, okay. Did, did you guys want to add anything to, to Trump's uh, uh, bullshit tweet about... Uh, you know, I declare bankruptcy or, you know, <laughs> I mean, that that was just so maddening. Um, you know, uh, seriously, it's that his tweet was this effective. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, I declare that, you know, transgendered people will not be able to serve in any single any capacity whatsoever in the military not can't sit behind a desk can't you know work as a medic can't uh work as a file clerk if you work at the va you know no you're all out get out of here that's what he said yeah that's what he said and um he didn't sign an executive order he didn't have a policy paper he didn't talk to anybody in at the pentagon or anybody in his administration so he just basically took a big old fat shit on twitter (laughs) 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 and 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 i understand why a lot of people took it seriously i get it because he is he is the president but you know after a couple of hours i put it on my facebook page i was like wait a minute he just said this that doesn't change the law it doesn't change what the pentagon is going through It, it it means nothing well, he just took a big poop. What it meant to me was that this is something he'd secretly been working on and that it was going to be implemented right after he said this. That's what I took or from he it. thought so. He yeah, thought I'm, so. But yeah. really, I mean, I think you brought it up, Kenny, or maybe it was Joe. He, he said this based on something that, you know, conservatives were like, okay, can we talk about the uh, transgendered? Yeah. We just want to talk about yeah. this. And, and Trump turned Yeah, and Trump turned around and said, Well, we could talk about it, but why talk about it? I'm just gonna put this on the Twitter. Yeah, for the Freedom and, Caucus yeah. essentially yeah. went to Trump and said, We don't want uh the the any money from the healthcare budget for the military to pay yes. for uh for uh you know uh, gender reassignment surgery, surgery yeah, or gender hormones, you know, uh, you know, they, they didn't want any of that to be paid for. Well, in, you know, in through the uh, ACA. Yeah. And of course, well, I, actually, I think it was, it was in the, uh, 
I think it, they're they're talking about the defense appropriation bill they were working on. Yeah, oh, that, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't the ACA. It was the um, yeah right. the, the it, what you said the defense appropriation bill or mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. And now I, I'm going to try and uh, try and find it here real quick because I posted there's a study uh, that was done by and I'm forgetting the, the um, do you guys remember the name of the. Uh, Institute that does studies for the military, like the non the nonpartisan, the Rand Rand Corporation. There you go. Um, so this is, uh, yeah. So the the Rand Corporation did a study in 2016, uh, a little over a year ago, uh, called "Impact of Transgender Personnel on Readiness and Healthcare Costs in the U.S. Military Likely to Be Small." Released Thursday, June thirtieth, twenty sixteen, <coughs> and um, the basically right. there's a there's a multi billion dollar, yeah, eight point uh, okay, um, okay. It's saying that uh, it says the study estimates that between thirty and one hundred and forty new hormone treatments could be initiated uh, a year and twenty five uh, a year and twenty five to one hundred and Thirty gender transition-related surgeries could be utilized a year among active component service members. Additional health care costs would cost between two point four million and eight point four million, representing approximately zero point one three percent increase. Zero point one three percent increase. So uh, the the budget is is a multi-billion-dollar budget. And the the costs are in the millions, and if you know the difference between millions and billions, it's it's a lot. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, so uh, you know, it, here I'll I'll just share the study with everybody because there's lots of really good little uh, nuggets of information in here to use against use in arguments against the Trump cult. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, the the Rand uh, Corporation not a not a lefty think tank. You know, no. No, I mean, it's not. It, it, yeah, and um, so you know, this is uh, so so basically, Trump I think got confused by what the Freedom Caucus said, and they he felt like he owed them something for whatever, you know, and he just sent a tweet out about it, and that's not how it works. I and think then, he he sent that tweet out just to placate them, even though that wasn't what they were asking for. No, <laughs> exactly. Somebody put it that that they asked him to light a candle and he set the table on fire. And then he yeah. Cut a, and then he cut a fire. <laughs> caught, and then his ass caught on fire. And his <laughs> yeah. ass yeah, did catch you know on fire because it was a lie. Right. One of the most disturbing things at this point is that I think Trump showed his hand. He really did show his hand mm-hmm. about how yeah. he feels about our transgendered service members. Yeah. Oh, and I love I loved uh, Caitlyn Jenner's shocked response to this rain. God. Oh, that- really? You're you're shocked that Donald Trump is a liar and a bigot? Oh my goodness. Yeah. What a surprise to everyone. <laughs> I would have never thought. She was told. She was yeah. told. She was. She was. So, um, uh, any other thoughts on this? Because uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get filthy here, everybody. Because I'm gonna read Scare from Scaramucci's uh, New Yorker article. <laughs> I thought it was funny yesterday. Uh, uh, Tweety Bird on on Hardball. Mm. Uh, 
<laughs> well, Tweety Bird uh, was showing some graphics of what he said in the New Yorker oh, yeah. article, and they for- they forgot to take out one of the fucks, <clears throat> and they put it up on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have said it accidentally. Uh, I yeah I, no he wasn't yeah he wasn't reading it. Fuck! Huh? Oh, <laughs> oh, who said that? Yeah. So. Uh, I want to say this quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'm really hoping that the fact that that um, the Pentagon and and many other groups pushed back on Trump's tweet and said, no, just because he said that doesn't mean it's going to happen. I'm really hoping that that means that it's going to because um, who was it? It wasn't John Kelly. It was Dunford. The Dunford? chairman of the yeah Dunford is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Mm. So yeah, he's, this he's, doesn't happen by by a tweet. Right, it doesn't happen by a tweet. But I really hope it makes sure that there's a lot of people who were taking this situation, you know, whether or not to to just openly accept transgender people in our military. I hope it pushes back and makes people say, "Yeah, guess what? They can serve." Yeah. As opposed to to what what Trump openly posted, which is his bigotry. Nobody yeah. asked him. And nobody yeah. asked him for that opinion. And nobody he asked him. No, he, he came out people. and said it point blank. I don't want transgender people serving in my military. Yeah, and, and that yeah. is the bigotry. I, I want to read a, uh, some of Cat. Cat has some comments about this. Uh, uh, she said uh, he sent that tweet because he doesn't fucking know shit. Fuck yes. doll hands. Fuck doll hands yes. violently. Um, uh, I am still so fucking pissed off. And I do not blame you, Kat. Um, I saw that and I was um, I was just enraged. But I again, I, the one positive thing, and I don't know if, if everybody heard me say it, but the one positive thing about it is that every single person that knows knows loves is related to works with uh somebody who's transgender is going to remember what he said yes and th- he deserves all of the bullshit uh, uh, not not all the bullshit all he deserves the punishment due uh when it comes to re-election or support or whatever because I, it was just cruel it was ugly it was stupid and um asked for yeah exactly and and uh, and jennifer lawrence says hey trump fuck you there we go so uh but you know cat i think is going to be joining us on tuesday and i i think we should have a a, a greater conversation because cat being a trans individual um uh, trans woman um should uh you know we we want to hear from her on this and um you know because i can only say so much because you know, the, the cat has her experience, and I we we can have empathy, but we don't really know how this affects somebody who you know is yeah. actively being discriminated against. And you know, it's it's I I know it's cruel, heartless, ugly, stupid, uh, you name it. It's terrible. So, uh, but on that note, well, I'm going to shift gears real quick, and um, I'm going to read uh, some of this Anthony Scaramucci. Um, article from the New Yorker here. So this is uh, by Ryan Lizza from ye- uh, yesterday, Thursday, July 27th, 2017. Anthony it's Scaramucci. Shakespeare stuff, right? Huh? Shakespeare stuff. Oh, it is. It is. This is the bard would be proud. Um, <laughs> so, 
Anthony Scaramucci called me to unload about White House leakers, Rides Priebus, and Steve Bannon. All right. On Wednesday night, I received a phone call from Anthony Scaramucci of the new White House communications director. He wasn't happy. Earlier in the night, I'd uh, I'd tweeted citing a senior White House official, uh, official that Scaramucci was having dinner at the White House with President Trump, the First Lady, Sean Hannity, and former Fox executive Bill Shine. It was an interesting group and raised some questions. Was Trump getting strategic advice from Hannity? Was he considering hiring Shine? But Scaramucci had his own question for me. Who leaked that to you, he asked. I said I couldn't give him that information. He responded by threatening to fire the entire White House communications staff. What I'm going to do is this. I will eliminate everyone in the comms team and we'll start over, he said. I laughed, not sure if he really believed that such a threat would convince a journalist to reveal a source. He continued to press me. Uh, he continued to press me and complain about the staff he's inherited in his new job. I asked these guys not to leak anything, and they can't help themselves. He said, "You're an American citizen. This is a major catastrophe for an American country. So I'm asking you, as an American patriot, to give me a sense of who leaked it." What? In Scaramucci's, <laughs> so so he's asking the, the um, and uh, he actually said on CNN today i believe that he was being sarcastic when he asked that from one italian to another uh to uh to uh, ryan lizza so uh in scaramucci's view the fa- view the fact that uh the word of the dinner had reached a reporter was evidence that his rivals in the west wing particularly ryan's Priebus, the white house chief of staff were plotting against him while they have publicly maintained that there is no bad blood between them scaramucci and Priebus have been feuding for months. After the election, Trump asked Scaramucci to join his administration, and Scaramucci sold his company, Skybridge Capital, in anticipation of taking on a senior role. But Priebus didn't want him in the White House and successfully blocked him from being appointed to a job until last week, when Trump offered him the communications job over Priebus's vehement, uh, vehement objections. Um, in response to Scaramucci's appointment, Sean Spicer, an ally of Priebus's, resigned. Uh, his position as press secretary and in addition uh, and 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 in an additional slight to Priebus, the White House's uh, official announcement of Scaramucci's hiring noted that he would report directly to the president rather than the chief of staff. Ooh, sick burn. Uh, Scaramucci's first public public appearance as communications director was a slick and conciliatory performance at the lectern in the White House briefing room last Friday. He suggested it was uh, time for the White House to turn a page. But since then, he's become obsessed with leaks and threatened to fire staffers if he discovered uh, that they'd given unauthorized information to reporters. Michael Short, a White House press aide considered uh, close to Priebus, resigned on Tuesday after Scaramucci publicly spoke about firing him. Meanwhile, several damaging stories about Scaramucci have appeared in the press, and he blamed Priebus for most of them. Now he wanted to know whom I had been talking to about his dinner with the president. Scaramucci, who initiated the call, did not ask for the conversation to be off record or on background. Ooh, dumb move. Um, uh, Is it an assistant to the president, he asked. I again told him I couldn't say, okay, I'm going to fire every one of them, and then, <laughs> and then you haven't protected anybody, so the entire place will be fired over the next two weeks. 
I asked him why it was so important for the dinner to be kept secret. Surely, I said, it would become public at some point. I've asked, I've asked people not to leak things for a period of time and give me a honeymoon period, he said. Oh, my God. <laughs> they won't do it. <laughs> he was getting more and more worked up. He eventually convinced himself that Priebus was my source. They'll all be fired by me, he said. I fired one guy the other day, and I have three to four people to fire tomorrow. I'll get the person who leaked that to you. Ryan's Priebus, if you want to... To leak something he'll be asked to resign very shortly the the issue he said uh was believe uh was that he believed Priebus uh had been worried about the dinner because he hadn't been invited rise is a fucking paranoid schizophrenic and a paranoia a paranoiac <laughs> uh paranoiac <laughs> sorry scaramucci said uh, he channeled Priebus as he spoke oh bill shine is coming in let me leak the fucking thing and i'll see if i can cock block those people the way i cock block scaramucci for six months Priebus did not respond for a request for comment <laughs> wait <laughs> Let me see if I can cock block that thing like I cock block Scaramucci. Uh, yeah, he was he was. So he's uh, talking he, about himself in the third person. He yes. was he was imitating Priebus. Uh, right. saying he was saying this guy. He, he channeled Priebus as he spoke. He said, "Oh, Bill Shine is coming in. And let me leak the fucking thing." And you know, um, like I cock block Scaramucci. So, uh, but we're getting to the juicy yeah. stuff here. He's he's we're, he's on coke. Uh, uh, something he's on something not coke classic either uh scaramucci was particularly incensed by a politico report about his financial disclosure which he viewed as an illegal act of retaliation by Priebus. the reporter said thursday morning that the document was publicly available and she obtained it from the ex export import bank scaramucci didn't know what know this at the time and he insisted that Priebus had leaked the document, and that was an act. <laughs> that act was a felony. I called the FBI and the Department of Justice. He told me, "Are you serious?" I asked. The swamp will not defeat him. He said, breaking into the third person. Uh, they're trying to resist me, but I, it's not going to work. I've done nothing wrong on my financial disclosures, so they're going to have to f go fuck themselves. Scaramucci also. <laughs> Also told me that unlike other senior officials, he had no interest in media intention. I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock, he said. Speaking of Trump's uh, chief strategist, I'm not trying to build my own brand off the fucking strength of the president. I'm here to serve the country. Bannon declined to comment. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was busy he had Bannon his mouth full yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so uh there and you know i heard that bannon bent over backwards to make him comfortable oh see see there you go <laughs> earning your keep here on turn up the night all right so that that that's really all i have time to read because it's a rather long <laughs> article but uh i got to the points that i wanted <laughs> so there's the rest of it if anybody wants to pick up and read from the new yorker uh <laughs> you got yeah. to the happy ending <laughs> i love a happy i ending. don't know if it was happy <laughs> well you <laughs> have I think, to ask I think bannon has a twisted neck uh, <laughs> it's really yeah, sure how far can bannon move He's i love a, a happy slender ending. guy oh i'm sorry say it again rain how far can bannon move how far he had to hurt his neck Oh, at the very least. But yes, uh, but Joe, for you. Yeah, I sure hope there's a happy ending. I love a happy ending. Mm. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is wrong with this guy? Um, everything. Yeah, he's he's insane. He I is... really think he is on 
some kind of stimulants. I always said that Trump was the id of the Republican Party, and Scaramucci is the id of Trump. I think you might be right. I think you might be right. But yeah, Francie, Francie is totally right. And she asked, "Does he kiss his mother with that mouth?" I hope to God not. Um, uh, he's not going to uh, well, kiss. He doesn't kiss, he doesn't kiss <laughs> his wife anymore. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's see, it. I was just going to say that he's only got his mother to kiss because his wife filed for the divorce today because of his Trump uh, support. Mm-hmm. I gotta say that's mm-hmm. a good that's a good reason to file for a divorce if if, if your uh, spouse uh, is a Trump supporter. I won't say it's the best reason. Obviously, abuse of one form or another uh, is a good one. Um, uh, well, that's a form of abuse. Yeah, but I don't want to diminish actual real abuse. Oh, I you know. know. So, sure. but uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a that's a a top line reason. I would say <laughs> top, top line, line, top, top line. line. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. It's it, it is uh, the definitely way at the top of the hour. So we got to run to the break and get Mr. P.S. Mueller on with us. So everybody, hang tight. We'll be right back with two more hours of this shit right here on Turn of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. It is a metric scientific mathematical algorithm of tyranny. No shit. Every Tuesday and Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern at IndieMediaWeekly.com. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of metal and monsters of rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Everybody calls me Pickle. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And uh, joining me, as always, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello, Rain. 
Hi, I'm eating popcorn. Oh, oh, oh you, you better share because there is a national shortage. Oh, no. <laughs> I have my hoarding. <laughs> well, we're going to have to Actually, start. I live in D.C. We, we've got plenty of popcorn. We hoarded years and years ago. We knew this shit was coming. We need rations. Who are you people and why do you keep calling me? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, hey, look, Skype worked for once. Uh, we got Pete, Pete on uh, with us. But, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you as well, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, did we call that guy again this Friday? <laughs> I think we did. And every time we call him, I, I always hear this song. Who the hell is that? I'm cartoonist and agent provocateur, P.S. Mueller. I thought I heard a stranger. To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit, my friend? The desire for escapism and kicks, which could affect the entire world. Well, naturally, we think it's wonderful. Hey, excuse me, please. P.S. I know you. I know you. Yeah. Well, hiya, Pete. Skype worked. Well, yes, it does. Because I'm thinking Scranton. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I got Scr- Scranton on the mind, you know. There's just, there's just uh, out there in, in like suburb land, you know, where they're uh, mm-hmm. laying waste to, uh, to farmland and, and building up uh, big, huge, giant uh, shopping center type things, uh, you know, just a couple of miles east of here. Mm-hmm. There's a little street called Blue Aster. Okay. Uh, every time we pass it, the little gangster voice in my head says, Blue Aster. <laughs> <laughs> I and love that over, little I love that little gangster voice in your head. Yeah. She's over at Blue Aster with a couple of gorillas, you know, and uh but uh at any rate, uh, 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 other than that, you know, here I am and Skype is working and in and, and the country is sorta kinda maybe. This sort of yeah, kind of hobbling. It's hobbling. It's. it's I sat there last night watching C-SPAN on my iPhone when McCain walked out and you were and gave it late? thumbs down. Hmm. You were up that late. I'm. I'm. I rarely go to bed for about two or three. Sometimes four or five. Okay. And. Wow. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, I mean, you know, this has been an eight year nightmare for my wife and I, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, the seesaw, the yo-yo, uh, the torture, the torment, the expense. Um, and so this was like really important to us. And so there we were just like, you know, with the iPhone in my lap watching the vote. And, uh, I have to say, you know, uh, it was a remarkable moment in American politics. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. It, it truly was. Uh, you know, it's um, because, yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, you're you on the markets uh, with the Affordable Care Act. It's working for you, right? Big time. Big for Deb, yeah. Big league. Yeah, I'm on Medicare. She, but I was on the exchange. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. It made all the difference. And of course, you know, uh, Deb's been on the exchange uh, for some years now. And uh, well, you know, being able to per- to uh, uh, you know to uh, purchase insurance, the right to purchase insurance, mm-hmm. uh, allowed mm-hmm. us to avoid bankruptcy. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow, that's good. She had an illness that would have bankrupted us, an illness that would, would have been uninsurable uh, two months before. Uh, we were being turned down. No one, no one was going to uh, s- s- sign us up, uh, but mainly because of me. 
because of my bum neck. And um, I got laughed at by insurance agents. You want what? You want to buy insurance? You want to buy health insurance? <laughs> With that well, you know, neck? It's, it's pretty easy to declare bankruptcy, though, Pete. I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but so uh, we sorry we you know, used I mean, we, uh, otherwise you know we, we yeah. would have ended up spending you know upwards of eighty thousand dollars out of pocket on yeah. medical bills and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. No, my my I was uh, I was Obama, a joke Obama, with, with me. It's personal. It's very yeah. personal. Well, I, I wasn't joking about the fact that you you guys would have had to file bankruptcy. I was we were using that clip to illustrate how effective yeah. Trump's tweet was for the the transgender ban in the military that the Department of Justice or no, I'm sorry, the the State Department and the chiefs Joint Chiefs of Staff said um, that's not how it works. And the Pentagon was like, "Boy, is he got the military pissed off at him?" Oh yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of which, too, men in uniforms, uh, or at least boys in uniforms, they don't uh, like the, the boy out policy on tweet on yeah, Twitter. They, the boy, the boy don't. scouts uh, of America apologized for uh, Trump turning all political at the jamboree. Mm-hmm. They kind of yeah. apologized. Kind of, it was a shitty apology. It was a tepid apology. Yeah, he just leaves crap all over everywhere he goes. Yeah, they should, you know what they should do? They should put a bag on him like they do with the horses in Central Park. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. A big old turd bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I, true. Does, I mean, it goes, yeah. It kind of goes back to what I said Tuesday. I I kind of feel like that the Boy Scouts. We're actually taken victim. Yeah, they actually were kind of victims of Trump. They were. Yeah, and, and you know he's kind of like a sea cucumber. You know, he just leaves a trail of filth. You know. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, we well, we'll give you the. That's quality stuff, there, Pete. Um. So well, uh, I, I've been I've been working on it. Yeah. Any of the trail of filth that he leaves, actually, there they they uh, we we dredged up. Uh, there was a big chunk. There was a big nugget in there uh, that's been identified mm. by scientists as a Scaramucci. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy with the gangster name, Anthony the Mooch Scaramucci. Yeah, yeah. Kind I've like been <laughs> Scarface Capone. Yeah. Well, yes. Scar is the very first part of oh, his oh, name. Who's the other guy? Uh, Batters. You know uh, what's his name? Batters, the guy that killed people with bats. Um, Oh, I don't know. Tony Here's something. Steve Banner. Scaramucci, Scaramucci is also known as a clown. Yeah. 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 And, okay. You know, not okay. to mention his financial okay. dealings with Skybridge and, um, and the no. Chinese and uh, the sale of his company, which is a real hinky, hinky deal. Oh, yeah. We talked about uh, that on Tuesday. The, he wants a he wants a big tax boon yeah. uh, for the sale of uh, Skybridge. Right. Guess who gets to sign off on that? None other than Steve Mnuchin. Yes. Oh, isn't Jesus that Christ. Isn't that special? The yeah. Mu- the yeah. munch and the who's mooch. Sucking, who is sucking whose dick? The munch and the mooch and who's sucking whose dick? Okay. Okay. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, munch, mooch, and dick. Yeah, uh, I'm a woman wow. who loves that. A couple of men said that. Steve Boom. Bannon probably practiced on somebody before he did himself. So I, I don't know. I, I, have, I, I have a really still... funny. I have a funny story. <laughs> so sorry. I have a funny story about yeah, just that subject. I, I had this dear, dear friend. Her name is Karen, 
She's an artist. She she passed away several years ago, mainly due to health care. Okay, um, and um, you know, and she was a, she was in this group of that was known as the Art Farts, which was a, a bunch of elderly artists okay. who would meet at this local tavern, right? And one of the artists, Paul, uh, was a particularly nasty sort. And I happened to be sitting with them chatting. And uh, this nice little guy named Don was sitting next to Paul. And Paul and Don got into it about something. And Paul called Don a cocksucker. And Karen, you know, got all up in, in Paul's face and said, Paul. You make it sound as if sucking cock is something bad. <laughs> and I've never seen a man melt away and disappear so quickly in all my life. <laughs> That's magic. We'll, we'll, yeah, give, that an, we'll give that an awe. Amen. Amen. In, me- in memory of the great, amazing Karen Mason. That is awesome. That is very awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Well, I, I, I hate to, to bring things back down to the, the gutter level now because it's Scaramucci or Scabby Munchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the Mooch yeah, well, in the, Scaramouche. The, the, <laughs> yes. Can he do the Fandango? Um, and, uh, but all right. So this is, this was, I, I want to say, I, I don't know how, to, how I feel about, um, Chris Cuomo and Allison Camarota letting Scaramucci do this on New Day the other uh, yesterday, or maybe maybe mm-hmm. it was today. I don't even know. It was mm-hmm. only a week ago that that Spicer was let go, and it feels mm-hmm. like it was two months, you know, mm-hmm. because rain, what? because rain, rain, rain. You there? Every. I'm here. Every day is a week. Yes. Exactly. And every time I don't turn off mute is an hour. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So so I, I don't know how I feel about this, uh, and maybe we can formulate some thoughts about this, but I have uh, several audio clips from Scaramucci on CNN, and the way he started the interview was interesting and pushy and creepy and aggressive and ugly but cnn let him filibuster and this is how it went i just spent about 15 minutes on the phone talking with the president of the united states who has given me his uh, full support and his full blessing uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna read you something chris and you bear with me and the president also told me if you're nice to me in this segment he'll let me come back on the show is that cool so why don't you let me talk for a little bit and then you can ask me questions but this is super, super important to the country. Now, whether you agree with the president or you disagree with the president, you have to love the institution of the presidency. You have to love the office, and you have to love our country. And what is going on right now, I've done a major amount of work over the last five days. I've interviewed most of the assistants five to the president. Days. I've interviewed most of the people in the communications team in the White House. And what the president and I would like to tell everybody we have a very, very good idea of who the leakers are, who the senior leakers are in the White House. We'll get to that in a second. But what I also want to say is that we are working together, the president and myself and other members of his team in law enforcement, to undercut, undercut and undercover, or 
or out, if you will, the leakers in the entire country. Okay. Uh, as the president would say in his own words, the White House leakers are small potatoes. I'll, I'll talk to you about a few leaks that happened last night that I find reprehensible, but the White House leaks are small potatoes relative to things that are going on with leaking things about Syria or North Korea or leaking things about Iraq. Uh, those are the types of leaks that are so treasonous that 150 years ago, people would have actually been hung for those types of leaks. Okay, so he wants to kill leakers, but here's the thing. Have you guys heard any significant leaks on any of that stuff? Uh-uh. I mean... Reporting? I've heard reporting. Well, I'm glad that Pete brought that up, because just to get back to it, what Scaramucci is saying, he doesn't want reporting. Right. Yeah. Right. does not no. want any reporting on anything and right. that is incredibly dangerous well well here, here's the here's the here's the thing about what he what he did with the New Yorker magazine at the when, when that was reported by Ryan Lietza, he was all upset because he said that was my fault for trusting a reporter yeah which implied that he thought everything was off the record that he was saying to Ryan Lietza, which yeah. makes him what? A leaker. A leaker. There you go. <laughs> winner, winner, you know, chicken dinner. I'm, I'm still very disturbed by what he said in in that previous audio that we just played. I'm oh, really yeah. disturbed by it. Oh, this was what he is record. saying is that he doesn't want things reported. Period. Mm-hmm. Yes. End mm-hmm. of right. report. He doesn't want anything reported on Syria, anything reported on the White House. He just doesn't want reporting. Right. Well, you right. know, the, here's the one thing. If you guys remember this, uh, when Trump met with the Russians in the in the Oval Office, um, mm-hmm. he leaked sensitive information um, about a, a, an operative that was in the field to the Russians, and CNN knew about this, knew the country of origin of this person and everything, and refused to report on those things that trump leaked so you know and and, yeah i don't remember the story exactly and i don't want to say i i know what country it was from and i'm I'm not going to say it just because there's no need to um but you know it was a certain middle eastern ally that uh had uh you know uh somebody outed by trump to the russians that jeopardized his uh you know uh, his or her um you know life and I haven't seen anything as egregious as that. And like you said, Pete, the leaks that, you know, that he, he's saying there's leaks. No, there's been reporting. But journalists, if they're reputable, uh, they will guard the identities of people who could be put in harm's way, including um, anonymous sources. The interview that he gave to Lisa was on the record. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Liza, Liza is a seasoned professional. Oh, yeah. And no doubt recorded every word of it oh, with, he did. with Scarmucci's permission. Yeah. He because did. it was on the record. I read and, a hefty uh, chunk of it uh, before you came on. I, I read all the filth. And uh, consequently, uh, you know, the Mooch it doesn't have a thing to complain about concerning what came out of that interview. No. He didn't have to give it. No, not at all. No. So, say a word. 
No, no, definitely not. So, uh, so all right. So let, let's get back to this one though. The the filibuster on CNN. Uh, this is uh, he's really really upset about the dinner with um, uh, Trump, the first lady Hannity, somebody from Fox and Friends, and then he does a little turn of phrase that I've never heard before, mixing his metaphors, which. Um, it's pretty funny, but uh, yeah. So here it They're is. They're all you know. good at that. Yeah. Oh God, damn it! So <laughs> bad. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll uh, here. I'll give it to you, Ray. God here. damn it! There. So <laughs> maybe even this one too. Whoa! God damn it! God damn it! All right, here we go. Scaramucci filibustering on CNN, and again, I'm still formulating my opinion on it, how I feel about them letting him do this. I think I'm okay with it just because of all of the damaging things that he confirmed and even elaborated upon here. So here you go. The president brought me in. He knows I'm his friend first, Chris. You're from New York. I'm from New York. The president is from New York. We had dinner last night. I sat next to the first lady. I love the president. I've said that. I know the press wants to ridicule me for saying it six times on the podium. We did. But we started out as friends. I am not a politician. I'm an American businessman, an entrepreneur that have built two businesses, and I try to play it straight with people. It's also a The president head. is trying to play it straight with people, which is why he has 140 or 125 social media followers. I need to pause it right there because, yes, you heard that right, everybody. The president has... He has 140 or 125 social media followers. They are so those are bots. They are so bad with numbers. They are so bad. One hundred and forty or one hundred and twenty-five. He just downgraded Joe. He was like, <laughs> he's like, he's got one hundred and forty or one hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. On he's got like a, mil- a million or a hundred followers. It depends. No, if he- I actually think that he meant to say the president follows. 140 or 145 people. He has 140 or 125 social media followers. Mm. <laughs> he might have. I don't know. I think he meant he to. Meant. I, yeah, yeah. It, but I just love it because. Who knows he, what he meant? He's right. Who knows what he meant? The dude is hopped on, on the coat. He was filling well, up the air with words. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, continuing with uh, part two of his CNN filibuster. Because they want to hear it straight from the president. And I said to the president this morning, I can't afford to be a sycophant to you, sir. I have to talk to you straight as a friend so I can help you with this problem. And so what I want to say to you is I understand the law. I know that there was a public disclosure mechanism in my financial forms. What I'm upset about is the process and the junk pool, the dirty pool, Chris, in terms of the way this stuff is being done. And the leaking won't stop. I can't have a couple of friends up from Fox and Friends uh, and Sean Hannity, who's one of my closest friends, to dinner with the president and, and, his, oh. and his first lady without it being leaked in seven minutes. It's absolutely, completely, and totally reprehensible. And the, as you know from the Italian expression, the fish stinks from the head down. But I can tell you two fish that don't stink. Okay? And that's me and the oh, president. Jesus. Okay, so let's get let's see what that that turn of phrase is one more time. You know from the Italian expression, the fish stinks from the head down. But I can tell you two fish that don't stink. Okay, 
and that's me and the president. Uh, no, you stink. What does that mean? Oh, you stink to. Okay, well, first of all, the the phrase is the fish rots from the head down, and well, okay. Joe, yes, Joe, you have you. said Joe, you've said that many times on this show. And uh, I, I believe think Joe's at, actually witnessed it. I think he's seen yeah. it. <laughs> I've seen it at, at my house. Yeah. I've yeah. seen fishes ratting from the head so, down. So it, and yeah. we know we God know. Damn it, that Joe! Why didn't you cook the fish? The fish, uh, the 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 head of the fish, obviously <laughs> is uh, 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 sleazy Don. And uh, you know, but I can tell you two fish that don't stink, and that's me and uh, me and Fat Donnie. We don't stink. We've been soaking in milk. That's how you get fish not to stink. You soak them in milk and you put a little lemon oh on them and you fry them in a pan. Um, no, no, you stink the holy hell, you freak. Um, yeah, so that's. He reminds me. He reminds me so much. I, I know you're not in, into the Godfather. I, I don't know. No, don't worry. You, it's fine. Have oh, you watched? I, I watched him, but he, he he's more like he's out of Goodfellas. Yeah, well, but he so just too. reminds me of Michael Corleone. He's just yeah. Too slick, and you know, like when Michael—I don't know if you remember that scene where he was telling Fredo was all, you know, getting uh, against the family. Right. Yeah. And yeah. He said, and you know, with Mo Green, and he says, you know, Fredo, you never take sides against the family again. Do you understand? And we always, <laughs> and, we, and we always remember what happened to Fredo. Yeah. Out on a boat, <laughs> sing Hail Mary, and boom. You heard the shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bada boom. Bada boom. Sure. That shit with the, the Sopranos. Fish the head down. Say it no, again. No, Say it no. again, Ray. That's. We had that shit with the Sopranos and Big Pussy and uh, Polly Walnuts. And well, where was Polly Walnuts from? <laughs> Sopranos. Sopranos. This is okay. all becoming very, very strange. It's becoming like. Here it is. Now we're entering, you know, the Italian mafia. With mm-hmm. with Manafort, Polly yeah. Walnuts, Scaramucci, you got that. They and then all gangstery. It really That's is. Right. And then you There's can flip one. it over there, and now you got the Russians. And yeah, now well, we can yeah. say, now, now we talk about fish, we can say, uh, Reince Priebus uh, sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny, too. You know, I mean, because, you know, Priebus is the only member of the president's staff that actually had gills. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is. That's right. Uh, yes, that's right. And don't forget, uh, you know, uh, Reince's <laughs> prayer. Uh, don't forget Reince's prayer to uh, uh, Donald Trump. You remember that? Um, it, it, yeah. It, we are we are blessed to serve your agenda. For Game of Thrones fans out there, reek Priebus. Uh, so, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, but he fa- didn't love the president. I love the president. The president. I love the president. Yeah. yeah. The, the sadness. From the, head the great sadness is he'll return Kelly here. And Conway two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Conway. Uh, yeah. I'll put Conway on my short list. On my short list for sure. Actually, Adam was talking about starting a betting pool. He needs new work boots. So uh, he's saying maybe <laughs> sessions. Um, but- I want her to be crazy glued to Steve to the Steve Bannon's back, and then oh, both God. both of them rolled off a wharf. You know? While Steve <laughs> while while Steve Bannon is doing his Cirque du Soiled uh, performance, sure. 
Uh, so anyway, all right, we 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 gotta go. I, I still have one more clip from that. And again, I'm sorry, everybody. Unless I told somebody exclusively they could do a um, reverse call in tonight, we're gonna do we're gonna forego it. Uh, but we are gonna do uh, reverse uh, uh, name calling when we come back. Uh, but yeah, if I promise that to somebody, let me know. But we got a lot of stuff to get through, so hang and tight. I have two, yeah. two special birthdays. So oh, good. Yeah, yeah. We've got oh. we've got a. I've got a couple uh, too. Uh, Adam uh, has a special one, and our good friend Aaron from the show uh, has a family member as well. So uh, I got yeah, one. yeah. Okay, great. One. All right. Well, okay. so okay. it's looking like we got somebody at least needs five. To get the, get them to me. Get them to you. Okay, I'll get mine. I'll get mine. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'll I'll get mine to you as well. So uh, don't worry. I'll send mine over Skype. Um, but um, I'll see if I can fight them and I'll bring them to you. Uh, all right. Break time. Green news report coming up. Let's see what Brad and Desi are getting into. Probably some depressing shit. The night with Kenny Pig. It's Thursday, July 27, 2017. How much is sea level going to rise by the end of this century? U.S. Coast Guard planning for six feet of sea level rise by 2100. As the House Science Committee chairman pushes the myth that climate change will be, quote, beneficial. Rome may go to water rationing amid record drought. Plus, this trend could be a red flag for men's health overall. Environmental factors linked to serious decline in men's sperm counts. You're doing that story? Yes. Really? Yes. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Donald Trump sees the president the same way he sees one of his companies. Its whole purpose is to serve him and only him. The same way he probably thinks the purpose of the energy department is to charge his iPhone. <laughs> like it's not. This is your Green News Report. Plug it in, Rick. Daddy's got a tweet. Okay, Desi Doyen, I'm waiting to find out only sort of <laughs> How sperm count has anything to do with green news. Oh, you're going to like this. Doubt it. An ominous new study finds that sperm counts have dropped by more than half in men living in industrialized Western nations. Fantastic. In a review of 185 studies covering tens of thousands of men since 1973, researchers documented men's sperm counts have declined 59%. Now, they did not see the same decline in Asian or African countries. The researchers suspect the decline is due to exposure to commonly used chemicals that are widespread in the West, like pesticides, lead, and chemicals used in plastics and fire retardants that are known to increase or decrease production of certain hormones. I think I deserve an award for the 10 or so snarky comments that I did not interrupt you with during that story. Admirable restraint. You're welcome. The Department of Energy has confirmed that a well-known Russian prankster posing as a Ukrainian 
energy official succeeded in fooling Energy Secretary Rick Perry <laughs> into participating in a pretty straightforward 20-minute phone call in which Perry defended President Trump's plan to withdraw from the historic Paris Climate Agreement and even pressured Ukraine to incentivize U.S. oil and gas exploration by U.S. companies. But Secretary Perry did not mention U.S. renewable energy technology. Nothing to talk about there, I guess. Apparently not. Well, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but apparently you can fool Rick Perry all of the time. Most people who see the melting Arctic firsthand respond with alarm, but not Republican Congressman Lamar Smith of Texas, a climate science denier who is chairman of the House Science Committee. After recently touring the melting Arctic, Smith wrote an op-ed urging the public to focus on what he called the benefits of global warming, like the opening up of new shipping lanes in the Arctic and the expansion of oil and gas extraction. Good God. But the U.S. Coast Guard does not agree. At a recent symposium on impacts of climate change, the commandant of the Coast Guard, Admiral Paul Zukunf, said, again, the United States does not have the infrastructure to deal with an oil spill or increased shipping in the pristine Arctic. But I can assure you that if there is an oil spill, we're not going to recover all that oil because we don't have the infrastructure up there. More importantly, he said, the Coast Guard is planning long-term measures to protect and adapt Coast Guard facilities and infrastructure to rising seas caused by the man-made global warming that Representative Smith calls a hoax. How much is sea level going to rise by the end of this century? Uh, I'm using a planning factor of six feet. Two meters. We as a service better be ready for that because our motto is indeed Semper Paratus. Well, no wonder the Coast Guard is the one branch of the military that Donald Trump wants to actually cut funding for. Meanwhile, the city of Rome is facing water rationing amid the driest spring in 60 years. Italy's rainfall in 2017 is 80% below normal, and officials are weighing emergency measures in Rome like water rationing and temporarily shutting off the capital's famous fountains. But some good news in China, a solar panel farm that was designed to resemble a panda bear in order to appeal to and educate schoolchildren about solar energy has proved to be so popular that Chinese officials are planning to build at least a hundred more. Wow. In Florida, the city council of South Miami has voted to upgrade its building codes to require solar panels on all new homes. That's thanks to the efforts of a local teenage girl who helped write the ordinance. And finally, two counties and a city located on the coast of California have filed lawsuits against the world's 37 largest fossil fuel companies, alleging that the fossil fuel companies knew that their product would cause dangerous climate change, like rising seas, and lied to the public about it. They're seeking damages to address the impact that rising seas will have on billions of dollars worth of coastal property and infrastructure. Sell your stocks in oil companies now. Just saying. For much more on all of those stories and and the many we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower.
This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! If you're nice to me in this segment, he'll let me come back on the show. Is that cool? Yeah, it's totally cool. But everybody calls me something But everybody calls me Pickle. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So that's that's the sage advice for everybody. You got to be nice to me on this segment, okay? Be nice on this segment. Yeah. Or else, the, the Donald Trump won't let me do this show again. Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> uh, sorry, those are kind of lame honky drops. But uh, but uh, P.S. Mueller uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, where the Skype is working magically. You must have given a sacrifice to the devil for that. I, I don't know what I did. I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I did upgrade. Yes. Um, a couple of weeks ago. And, and then I and then I activated the app. And, uh, and then I found your name and I clicked on it. And I sat there and I waited for you to call like a dope. And then, <laughs> yes. I, I had my I mouth half that. open and I was drooling slightly. Yes. all right and of course uh joe santors of scranton pennsylvania the electric city welcome back to the program sir hey breaking news um uh they took uh uh uh, mitch mcconnell to uh, walter reed hospital he was sobbing so hard he swallowed his chin (laughs) (laughs) oh i got but you know what you know what they have to do to cure that uh, chin depressor? Oh, they have to provide <laughs> more chin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they have to get a chin donor. Chin and, plant? The uh, chin chin donor. Yeah. Chin plant. They have to yeah. wait for they're yeah, waiting they for have, us. They have to tack him up with with chin splint, you know. Yes. You know? Yeah. Chin splints. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so I'm surprised. Sorry. I'm surprised oh, that, that hurt. I, I'm really surprised that the it chin splint. Yeah, that that is funny. I'm sorry, I gotta do that. Uh, but I, I'm surprised that he went to the hospital. I mean, you figure he could have gotten it at his usual club. Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, he's got he's got fins on the side of his neck that become erect like a <laughs> like a komodo dragon. You know, <laughs> when he's when he's excited or or fearful. <laughs> like he may not sh- get a full chin. Maybe he'll get a skinny chin. Like yeah. a shitty Nothing like a around. like a shitty Nothing cobra. Around. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Here's Ray. the thing. Nothing yeah. around Mitch McConnell ever becomes. Plus, he can do that Komodo dragon run. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I, I, Say it one more time, Rain. Nothing around Mitch McConnell becomes erect ever. Nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And last but not least, ladies and germs, well, I think we have to play your jingle. It's Friday, after all. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. Oh, I forgot to play the... Uh... All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. All right. 
get I to it. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, All right, uh, let's oh, get. Oops, I'm sorry. Got any biscuits for sale in there? I hit the wrong one. Biscuit. Just gonna hit them all. So. You might make some biscuits. So tonight we have Mr. Bobber DC. We have Brokehammer. We have Clinster. We have Side Guy DC. Um, we have Francie. We have Jay Collie. We have Cat. Um, Kenny Pick. Hello, my dear. Hi. Um, my brother. My brother. Kenny is my brother. I am. Um, you are. With Ken Senior. And he is your father. Hi, Dad. Yes. Hello, um, Ken. <laughs> we have cool black dude. We have Marnus. We have Meow Goodness. We have Miles in South Florida. We have Moon Mayor. We have Peter in San Francisco. We have myself. We have Sandy in Durwood. We have um, Sheila Friend. We have Theo. We have Tim Cormel. We have Trojan Rabbit. And um, this weekend is Adam Hebert's mom's birthday. And Aaron's oldest friend, Her Aaron's oldest daughter. oldest daughter's friend, Katie. Yeah, Aaron is Jean. Yeah, Aaron is Jean's girl. I had to ask in the chat, so thank you uh, to Moon Mayor and uh, Jay Collie for that. So, Jean's girl's oldest daughter, twenty-two years old, and Francie's cousin. Yeah, I can't remember Francie's cousin's name. But oh no. <laughs> Francie will put it in there don't you worry so yes, all right she so, will. yes she will so, so uh so recap Adam's mom yes Jean's girls Francie's uh, cousin Jean's girls oldest daughter Katie who's 22 yes um Joe and was Michelle's it? friends Craig hmm? you said you oh. had a birthday as well yeah my oldest me me oh your birthday's a win this Sunday Sunday, yeah. Sunday. <gasps> hey. Oh uh, my God! Happy birthday. That yeah, reminds thank me. Thank you. Joe. Yeah. It's your your birthday too. Tuesday. 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 Oh my God. Oh, Tuesday. We gotta, we gotta do it I, now I'll, on your own. I'll so. be sixty six. I'll be sixty eight. Well, fuck right, us. Boys. Uh, okay. <laughs> fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> Did but I really I, hear that? Oh, fuck off. I gotta, <laughs> my father-in-law will be 89 tomorrow. <laughs> I got I to play this uh, for Joe, though. Uh, this Sunday, you know. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. One Joe's birthday. Birthday, birthday. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe your, your guys' birthdays are just a couple days apart. That's fucking awesome. Hey. A couple days in a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was yeah. two. I was two. Yeah, yeah. I was. We two. watched <laughs> Captain Kangaroo together. We did, and yeah. Mister Green Jeans and Grandfather Clock. Hey, I watched. And, uh, I watched Andy's Captain Kangaroo Green. growing up, so I remember Mister Green Jeans and uh, what was the moose? Isn't uh, the moose? Mister oh, Moose. Mister moose, moose and and rabbit. And bunny rabbit. And bunny rabbit. Bunny rabbit and Mister Moose. Yeah. Yeah. Although I was later generation when uh, known predator Bill Cosby did picture pages on there too, so and uh, I don't know, I, Pete. Do you remember they used to have a guy called the Banana Man? I do, and in fact, you can find plenty of video of the Banana Man on YouTube. He was hilarious. 
Wow! 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 Banana Man yeah, sounds like a what billion, uh, you know, and and they they and he was kind of a clown, and he had all these contraptions that he would pull out of his suit. Well, yeah, Banana Man, Banana Bananas. Man, kind of sounds he's it's kind of sounds like a Trump administration hire. <laughs> so. <laughs> sounds like Steve Bannon when he's alone. But uh, Bannon Annan man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all no, right. The, well, the banana we, man used to have a long yeah. coat, and he used to pull shit out of it, and he used to have a train. He used to pull out. <laughs> so he was and a flasher. Yeah, he all this shit in the train, and he'd pull the train off the set. So, so he was a flasher, he was a, a hobo flasher, because there he opened his coat, pulled something out, and hopped on a train and got away. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, just go, go to YouTube and just do I'll the banana man, and you'll find plenty. The yeah. banana man oh, yeah. cam. <laughs> All right, we 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 deviated from birthdays. We de- <laughs> the banana man cam. Yeah, so a little thank you, Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got to get back to birthdays. The seventies so, were a very very strange time. Oh yeah, the sixties and the sixties basically made the seventies like really kind of fucked up, but then commercialized <laughs> fucked up. So, but anyway, all right, back to birthdays. So, Jean's girl, Katie, your oldest daughter, 22 years old. At, of course, we're gentlemen, we're ladies and gentlemen here, so we're not going to say the age of Adam Hebert's mother, but her birthday is this weekend as well. And then uh, Joe Santorsa this Sunday, P.S. Mueller this Tuesday. Both of you guys will get double bonered um, on Tuesday as well. Uh, but double then, bonered. yeah, awesome. It's like a double rainbow almost. And then uh, Francie's. Oh, leave uh, my name out of this. That's all right. So Francie's uh, uh, <laughs> cousin Vicky. And then do we have yes. do we have anything else? Was, was there another one, or is that I everybody? I think that's it. All right, if we fucked up, let us know. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. For coming to my birthday! The Banana Man can. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You really have to go and watch him. He has something to see. Yeah. So uh, uh, I wonder if uh, he uh, ever kept banana oil on hand at any point in his career. I think he kept That's a scaramooch in his oil. pocket. <laughs> some scaramooch uh, right next scaramooch. to the It was like he had a Batman utility belt with uh, banana oil in one pocket and then a fish that stank <laughs> from the head down, uh, you know. The fish stinks from the head down. Yeah. So that is not. The turn of phrase. Uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, all right. So uh, again, we're gonna we're skipping uh, reverse call-in because no, I don't believe anybody stepped up. Uh, I don't think there was any promises for reverse call-in tonight, so we're gonna forego it and get back to Scaramucci. Oh, we're gonna get back to the scabby munchie. Uh, or, or no, I, I can't call him Munchie because Mnuchin is the munch. And Scaramucci's the mooch. So the munch and the mooch. <laughs> God. And a mosh. Uh, <laughs> munch and the mooch. <laughs> Walking hand in hand down the avenue. Come on. We need to. Yeah. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for throwing in and just being a part of that. It just sounded munch like a great. 
Yeah, walking hand in hand down the avenue. It's 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 a it's like a '60s bubblegum song. So, uh, all right. So, uh, Scabby Munchy or Scaramucci. Uh, he, uh, uh, all right. I, I want to play the last, uh, uh, clip of him filibustering, I should say, <laughs> uh, on CNN because it was, it was just crazy. It was crazy. So here's, uh, here's part three, uh, of that. I don't like the activity that's going on in the White House. I don't like what they're doing to my friend. Hold on, hold on. I don't like any of the activity going on in the White House right now. Primarily the activity of your friend being in there. So, anyway. I don't like what they're doing to the President of the United States or their fellow colleagues in the West Wing. Now, if you want to talk about the chief of staff, we have had odds, we have had differences. When I said we were brothers from the, uh, from the podium, that's because we're rough on each other. Some brothers are like Cain and Abel. Other brothers can fight with each other and, and get along. I don't know if this is repairable or not. That will be up to the president. Um, but he's the chief of staff. He's <laughs> responsible for understanding and uncovering and helping me do that inside the White House, which is why I put that tweet out last night. When the journalists who actually know who the leakers are, like Ryan Lizard, they know the leakers. Jonathan Spain at Axio, these guys know who the leakers are. I respect them for not telling me because I understand <laughs> and respect journalistic integrity. Yeah. However, sure. cool story. when I put out a tweet and I put Reince's name in the tweet, they're all making the assumption that it's him because journalists know who the leakers are. So if Reince wants to explain that he's not a leaker, let him do that. But let me tell you something about myself. I am a straight shooter. And I'll, go right, I'll go right to the heart of the matter. Okay, so I'm done talking. You can ask me questions, but be nice on this segment, Chris, because this is a very serious matter of interest to all of America. Oh, God damn it. Shut up! Shut up! Oh, my His God! command of the language is amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> When you say command of the language, you mean like what, fifth, sixth grade? Yeah, I don't know. I think he could make our Mad Libs pretty interesting. That's about it. Um. <laughs> Swear to fucking God, when I read the Chris, when I read the Liza report, I thought, okay, we need to make this Mad Libs. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't actually know anybody that talks like that. I don't either. I do. Oh, my whole family talks like that, but that's Thank beside you. them. Well, <laughs> well, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, but but again, that sounds like like uh, uh, Pete. You know, another scene from The Godfather when he's all upset about the attack on his family in his home. Mm-hmm. Remember the the hit job? Yes. They came to my home in my bedroom, where my wife sleeps, where my children come to play. I'll have the. They gabagool. attacked my friend. This is yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like like somebody's gonna hit him in a toll booth. That's what's gonna happen. I'm surprised you didn't Here's ask for the. the, gob- the Why did, I'm surprised you didn't Scaramucci. ask for the g- gabagool at the end of the interview. Uh, yeah. Go, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rain. No, I I got nothing more. Scaramucci's acting like he's he, he's had an inside view of this White House for months, and he yeah. hasn't. He's a fucking goomba. He is a goomba. He really is a goomba. He's a fucking goomba. 
Yeah. You're sitting there acting like, you know what? I've been here. I've been watching the White House. I know what's going on. But, you know, I can't. I don't know what's going to happen with the rights. It's, it's really a whole bunch of bullshit. Well, I'm so glad I'm that we I'm saying have... this is somebody who is a German who has an yeah. awful lot of very, very Italian people on the other side of my family. Well, I got to say, we have on this network... We have uh, Joe Santorsa and Adam Heberts, who both are, uh, well, I think you're a little more Italian than Adam, but Adam's pretty Italian, too. Uh, oh, yeah, I go all the way back to Caesar. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if, if, if this ever gets offensive, just let us know. <laughs> I'm totally, I don't care. There's something really weird and, hey, here with this and, dude. And, and, right? and I'm fine as being a, an Irish uh, uh, German dude. You can call me your Kraut McFriend anytime you want. Uh, <laughs> Kraut McFriend. Yeah. Okay, my Kraut McFriend. <laughs> I, know th- I know that. That was from The Godfather. Um. That was uh I don't think so. <laughs> no, it was. It was because the the uh the the lawyer the godfather the lawyer, the lawyer. Part, you know 10 the concierge was uh German Irish. Yeah, yeah the way and they and, and there was a scene where they said okay my kraut McFriend, cuz they said okay Peter hey you listen to me you no, hold on Nazis. hold on I need to, mm-hmm. I need to I need to finish this real quick with Joe. Uh, there's a scene where they're like, okay, my guinea goomba, whatever. They, they call him a guinea goomba. And he's like, he's like, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm German and Irish. He's like, all right, my kraut McFriend. Um, I thought you didn't see this movie. I saw it. I told you. I just didn't, uh, oh, you know, there okay. was not much of it stuck with me. So, um, <laughs> you know, that one did because it related to me. Uh, but <laughs> anyway. You could be a consigliere, you know. <laughs> I got, uh, oh shit, I, we don't have enough time to get to the other Scaramucci stuff. Your guy's lost. But anyway, I'll let you finish up your thoughts there. Uh, uh, Rain, what were you going to say? I don't even know. What was, I don't even know. We're having I don't even know. What I do know was that I had friends who kind of graduated with Scaramucci. Oh. And so I have to do some research. Yes, you do. Because y'all remember, I lived on the Long Island. Yeah. Oh, you Scaramucci mean Scaramucci is from the Long Island. Island. The Killing Field? Came, huh? Killing Field? No. Well, Island, no. Did you hear that speech today? No, I didn't hear it. East Long Island is a killing field for M13 or whatever. Yeah, that motherfucker, is. no. He said it's a bloodbath on Long Island. It's a killing came from, field. Yeah, Scaramucci, he came up from Port Jefferson. But Trump did say that that whole thing. The, uh, Trump only learned about the Emmett. Oh, God damn it! That Trump, guy. Trump <laughs> is cribbing from Duterte. No, I'm not kidding. Philippines. This this M, M, this gang thing is ridiculous. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm sorry to take it off into different things. No, it's okay. It's all right. I'm sorry. still saying. It's all right. I'm still saying. Gang thing. It's we offended everybody. We've yeah, we, we're trying. Germans, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thi- yeah, Thi- okay. yeah. Theo says not sure what the ethnic slur nicknames are for Welsh Irish Cherokee. Don't really want to know. <laughs> Don't really want to know either. So, uh, oh, we'll, let's we'll not work go on there. It. 
Yeah, we'll we'll work on it and we'll we'll see if we can find someone and bring them to you. So the second <laughs> second time I've said that. So I need to play the drop. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so a second time I've I've referenced Sarah Palin. So I'll try to find you some and I'll bring them to you. There you go. So <laughs> oh. she was left on a street corner in Evanston, Illinois, and disappeared. And who picked her up and found her? Nobody. She's she wanders with a bag. <laughs> That's great. All right, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. It is break time, so let, let's go ahead and uh, get to it. I think we're done with the the mooch for tonight, just because Jesus God, I can only take so much. We still haven't heard from Jeff Sef- Jeff Sessions. Haven't hurt feelings. Uh, we've got some great Lindsey Graham audio, and we're gonna save the best for last. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders reading the letter from Pickle and Mad Libs. God damn it! I need to find that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, you type in whatever lyrics you know into Google. Do, go do a I've Google been doing church. That. I've literally been doing so. <laughs> that for the past hour and a half. What? What's the lyric? Well, tell Pete what, briefly what the, the, uh, the I will. This is the last thing before we go to break. Rain, tell Pete briefly. Describe the song. It's it's a song about it, it's a country song about a guy who tells his son. Look, I've done some bad things, and you need to do good things. Mm-hmm. And it's a country song. Give and me I a keep... line. I want to say pickles, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's not pickles, Pete. I know I'm not helping you. I have the song, and I have the lyrics. Mm. No, I have the. I, I, it's killing me. I'm sorry, Rain. <laughs> um, no, don't be. I'm sorry. That's just not enough to work with. I know. I know it's not. Yeah. Anyway, it, all it's right. A, it's maybe, an entire song about that father. He failed his son. He's like, look, I'm a big failure. But mm-hmm. I need you to take care of your mother. Because I'm sorry, I'm boy. You gotta take care of your family. I was in jail. I want to call you pickle. So. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> gotta stay home and mind the brine. Oh, you know what? I you know what song? You know what country? <laughs> I think you know what? I think it's a C.S. Lewis Jr. song. Don't mess around with God's America. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I nailed it. I nailed it. Boom. <laughs> Done. All right, break time. We'll be right back with the last hour. Mad Libs coming up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, uh, solicit for Mad Libs after this break. We're gonna listen to some awesome audio from Lindsey Graham when we come back, and um, yeah, get ready for Mad Libs. And uh, he is occasionally less than vile. Yeah, yeah. This time around, he's doing pretty good. So, all right, uh, we're gonna hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night. Right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Everybody calls me Pickle. 
Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Everybody calls me Pickle. They sure do, and uh, not really. Uh, but <laughs> welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me as always, uh, P.S. Mueller, Madison, Wisconsin, uh, where the Satanists uh, hang out, as Bill O'Reilly once said. By the way, he <laughs> no longer has a show, but has a dog now, Pete. Oh. Yeah. What's the dog's name? Um... I don't even Sean, know. Sean. It's Sean. A, hey, Sean. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe would remember. Joe would remember Farfel. I remember Farfel, I think. Yes, I remember Farfel. Farfel was a dog. Yes. Nestle makes the very best. You guys are going to make me want to start talking about Beanie and Cecil soon. Shall, yes, we, shall, shall we talk Be- Beanie and Cecil uh, for the rest of the show? Oh, sure. Um, why not? Why? Uh, <laughs> oh. Magilla Gorilla. Magilla Gorilla is good, too. Oh, Magilla Gorilla was a good one. Yeah, quality. There was Walter Lance's wife played, did the voice of Woody the Woodpecker. You know? Yeah. Yes. And by the way, uh, Rocky the, the Flying Squirrel died this week. She did. That's she that did June for Ray. Yeah. Yes. She the was best of the best. She was yeah. like 90. died. Wasn't she 99? 99. Yeah. So uh, she worked I'm, all the way to the end too. She, she did. Was, uh, Witch Hazel, you know? uh-huh. uh huh. Yeah. Uh, about uh, uh, Natasha. Natasha bad enough, or what was Natasha's last name on the, Rocky the, Bowl? Natasha Fatal. 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 Boris and bad enough. She, and, she uh, was Nell. Oh yeah. You know, and Dudley Do Right. Yeah. 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 Well, so uh, uh, yeah, she's got one of those you voices. Couldn't have had you, television you without her. No. No, absolutely. But yeah, Adam Hebert, of course, big, big fan. He'll be talking about that tomorrow on uh, uh, Mike Check Radio. I should be on Mike Check Radio tomorrow. I'm not sure because I have a family reunion. We just have to kind of play it by ear. I may be on the phone uh, for, for part of it. We'll see. Uh, but uh, yes, of course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program, my sister. Hola, mi brother. Excellent. Uh, 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 Hermano. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, well, he's from Scranton, Pennsylvania, everybody. Go out to Scranton with me. Big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to be taking your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. We're gonna be a bumpy one. We could jam and Joe's garage. Matter, kid, don't you like clowns? That's right. Everybody, who doesn't love clowns? Okay. Nobody. I love clowns. clowns. I love clowns. <laughs> uh but yeah so uh uh joe of course welcome back to the show i'm, I'm trying to see if i can find uh the kraut mcfriend uh video just just to play uh <laughs> so well, i believe uh, it i believe that just went over my head no that's okay i i, I just uh you know i i gotta i gotta hear it because it's been so long uh my kraut mcfriend here godfather let, let me see if i can find the video for it uh Oh, let, let me see if th- this will this will play. Um, I'm German Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. I'm German Irish. Yeah. <laughs> there well, let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make a promo. Turn on the night with Kenny Prick, my Kraut Mick friend. <laughs> so, and then <laughs> then I'll throw in. Uh, Everybody calls me Pickle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. Which is funny. The, the, the whole pickles thing is really funny. Or pickle. I'm sorry. Everybody calls the, me pickle. That letter, the you know, my last name being Picklesimer. Uh, people have called me off and on throughout my life pickles. But especially Kenny Pick Sr. Uh, all his coworkers called him pickles. Uh, you know, uh, so th- that's been his nickname. Pick, uh, I don't know how I didn't get pickles. Everybody started calling me Kenny Pick in high school. So I ran with Kenny Pick. Um, you know, it's not like I picked my own nickname, no pun intended. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so anywho, that's how that went. Uh, but all right. So, uh, we need to get to this, uh, excellent Lindsey Graham audio here, and then I'm going to, uh, start digging into the chat and filling in some Mad Libs for the end of the program. So, uh, here we go. Lindsey Graham. Wow, I mean, this was uh, just amazing stuff the other day, Pete. Well, no, it not was. I say the other day. It was it was like yesterday. <laughs> you know? I know. Isn't that strange? Uh, Every day a week. Uh, Every day a week. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So Lindsey Graham was talking to Manu Raju from CNN, um, and. Um, this is uh well oh you know what before i play it i should play what uh jeff sessions had to say with um uh again i'm sorry with uh fuck i'm sorry tucker carlson um <laughs> i'm trying to make that natural sounding with fuck tucker carlson uh but but yeah so uh jeff sessions uh oh i gotta play the jingle for this because he has uh you know i got Here you go. You've seen the president's criticism of you. Do you think it's fair? Well, um, it's kind of hurtful, but the president of the United States is a strong leader. He is determined to move this country in the direction he believes it needs to go to make us great again. And he has uh, uh, had a lot of criticisms, and he's uh, steadfastly determined to get his job done, and he wants all of us to do our jobs, and that's what I intend to do. Uh, maybe <laughs> you see how it, uh, things worked out for Ryan. Stop! Don't come back. Yeah. So 
Uh, but yeah, so uh, Lindsey Graham uh, kind of laid the smackdown on Trump, and uh, this is some powerful stuff. Here's part one. Senator, do you think the administration has gotten the message from congressional Republicans to lay off Jeff Sessions? Uh, I think it's not a message to the president as much as it is to Jeff and the country. You know, the president has the right to fire anybody in his cabinet. As a human being, I think he should show some respect uh, for Jeff Sessions as a person. Uh, Jeff Sessions was the most loyal supporter of Donald Trump. He's Lord. a rock-solid conservative. But the reason I like him so much is I often dif- disagree with him, but I've never believed that he was a man who, would, who lacks integrity or sense of fair play. This effort to basically marginalize and humiliate the attorney general is not going over well in the senate i don't think it's going on over well in the conservative world if you believe jeff sessions should be fired use the power you have uh and accept the consequences i hope it stops i'm 100 percent behind jeff sessions the chairman of the judiciary committee sent a pretty chilling uh tweet yesterday uh, there will be no confirmation hearing for a new attorney general in 2017. Uh, if Jeff Session is fired, there will be holy hell to pay. Well, uh, Rain, you uh, when I when I shared this uh, uh, with the group yesterday, uh, you pointed out that uh, oh, what's his name, um, Grassley, said, "Hey, you fire uh, Sessions. I-, I don't have time in my agenda this year." to get a new attorney general so yeah. do it at your own risk yeah. he, he pretty much said we, we aren't going to have time to have you know if you want to present your new attorney general and you can bring it in front of the senate and we got to pass all this no and Grassley's uh, like i'm yeah. too busy this shit ain't going to happen yeah the and, and you know set. you know on the other side of it is that we've been hearing that not just from Democrats, but also from Republicans, that they're not going to, they're, they're, they are not going to tolerate a recess appointment. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Well, I got a perfect drop for that. Guess what? Never going to happen. Yeah. So So that's coming from both Republicans and Democrats, that Trump is not going to get a recess appointment. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, you want to, uh, jump in here after that that first clip from uh, Lindsey Graham pretty powerful stuff yeah and 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 when you think of it uh, if trump following up what what uh, grassley said i mean if trump fires uh the keebler elf yeah mm-hmm. he is left with uh a worse thing in rosenstein because yeah. Grassley <laughs> yeah. won't fill the position, so Rosenstein becomes the AG. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. The guy that's running the investigation and appointed Mueller. So <laughs> yeah. he's sort of boxed. You know, Grassley sort of—they sort of have him boxed in there. He's—he really can't uh, fire uh, Sessions. A little I bit. really wouldn't be surprised at all, uh, seeing as how now we're six months in. Uh, and we've had nothing 
but incoherence and a complete failure to legislate on the part of the the dominant party. Uh, I think it's likely you're going to see some of these senators and maybe even congressmen getting up on their hind legs and kicking back at uh, Uncle Don. But because it's, it's quite obvious that he is uh, useless in office, He's, yeah. he serves no purpose other than to stir the pot, confuse people, and and uh, and drive everyone nuts. And interestingly enough, the uh, the one thing everyone's pointing out about this uh, shakeup with the chief of staff is that he appointed a general who has no legislative experience. Which is like the chief of staff's one of his main. But he jobs. was bored with retirement. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, He drank the Kool Aid, the boy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, My let's. Is calling me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and uh, get to the next one. Uh, Manu Raju uh, uh, talking to Lindsey Graham uh, today, or no, no, yesterday. Any effort to go after Mueller could be the... Oh, yeah, this is him talking about uh, Trump going after Mueller. I know it should be pronounced Mueller, Pete. But uh, this one this one was really powerful to me. Any effort to go after Mueller could be the beginning of the end of the Trump presidency unless Mueller did something wrong. Right now, I have no reason to believe that Mueller is compromised. If you got reason to believe he is compromised and shouldn't be serving as special counsel, let me know. I'm working on legislation that I will introduce next week with Republicans and some Democrats. Uh, I think get all the Democrats. I hope I can get a good number of Republicans that will say the following. A special counsel cannot be fired when they were impaneled to investigate the president or his team unless you have judicial review of the firing. Not just for Trump, but for any future president. We need a check and balance here. That was sort of the process in the 90s. So I'm going to try to come up with statutory language that would say, in the case of Bob Mueller and future special counsels, if the attorney general fires that person uh, who's been impaneled to investigate the president or their team, uh, then judges will have to look and see if whether or not the reasons stated meet the statutory uh, definitions. All right. Thoughts. There's another nightmare scenario for Mr. Mr. Trump, which is if he has someone fire Mr. Mueller, the Congress could immediately pass, reinstitute the special prosecutor law. Yes. Mm-hmm. And hire Mr. Mueller under their special prosecutor, which would put him way out of reach of the executive branch. Okay. So he'd have to contemplate that, too. He'd have to send the mooch by with a gat. <laughs> yeah. He'd have to, he'd have to bump him. Does Did I paint? just read that the mooch's wife is leaving him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that a touch, but uh, not too yeah. much. She's, she's, she is fucking out of there. Oh, she's gone. Yeah. She is gone. She's probably uh, overly scaramooched. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, all right. Uh, anything else on, on that one? Uh, because, uh, this next one is really, uh, amazing stuff because Lindsey Graham essentially says the president, uh, shouldn't be in the business of, uh, drawing lo- red lines 
when it comes to the law. <laughs> Amazing stuff. So uh, here we go. Part you just three. said the attorney general, there will be no confirmation hearings for replacement that's of Jeff Sessions. That's what uh, Chairman Grassley said. So he's the chairman. I think most of us agree with that. But it's really about Mueller. The idea that that the president would fire Mueller or have somebody fire Mueller uh, because he doesn't like Mueller or Mueller's doing something he uh, he doesn't like can't be. Uh, then we become Russia. So the red oh. line uh, should never mm-hmm. be drawn. The president's not in the business of drawing red lines when it comes to the law. The law is above any presidential red line. So what will happen, I think, is that uh, the president will calm down, I hope. Uh-huh. Uh, he hopes the president will calm down. Are, are you having uh-huh. a uh, Are you having a laugh? So. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I never expected to be having uh, weekly conversations of this nature about the president of the United States. Yeah. No. No, I no. Mean, you know, I had a conversation last night with Kenny Pick like Sr. TV series. Well, no, I had a conversation last night with Kenny Pick Sr. And I had a conversation with my friend Julie at my job today. And it, the conversation just, you know, comes back to, I just can't believe this is where we are. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, you know, and then I start getting all paranoid, you know, um, about the shock doctrine, and uh, you know, and uh, and how we're all just being like basically pummeled into uh, uh, a pliant blob, you know, and and we're willing to put up with anything to just make it stop. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rain, did you want to chime in there? I'm thinking about that. The shock doctrine was. Wrote, written about what six Ma- years ago? Yeah, Naomi Klein. Uh, yeah, more than that, I she think, wrote yeah. that a long time ago. Right. Way before we ever expected Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, at the time, and I still, I, I'm not trying to dismiss her book. I, I don't think any of us could have expected Trump. No. She yes. wrote that book with you know in it with the idea of Bush and all those other guys. Oh, she she went she went back to uh, you know our, our complicence uh, our, our complicity with the overthrow of uh, Chile. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, business in Nicaragua and Indonesia and yes. uh, you know Henry Kissinger and and all the way back to the Canadian researchers who uh, used torture uh, and uh, yeah. and the CIA who took notes and realized yeah. that. You know, if you outlaw unions and start dragging people away by the thousands, the public will go along with anything to make it stop. You know, honestly, I would have expected the Spanish Inquisition a lot sooner than I expected the Trump presidency. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. (laughs) But here we are. Mm -hmm. Here we are. You know, Pete brought up a good point about unions. I... Where in the world to hurt? Yeah, this guy has got to go. Well, yeah, they, and that's these, why these are the, people who do not like free speech. No, they do not like the First Amendment. No, and that's why I think that we we should take to heart what Lindsey Graham is saying here, because you know yeah. he's he is not Joe. He is not messing around. 
This is a guy who love him or hate uh, him, Lindsey Graham, uh, you know, uh, or or just be ambivalent about him, whatever. This is a guy who values the institutions that we have in place in our country, in our government. Yes, but, you know, somebody indicated this today, and it's true. What happened last night at one thirty in the morning does demonstrate some resilience in our system of government. Yeah. Just a small one-vote scintilla. Right, but there... And sometimes it's only one man or one action that right. that that saves a democracy. And uh, it could have been John McCain last night, and it could be Lindsey Graham in the future. Sure, mm-hmm. these these men have a great love of their party. I hope they have a great love of their country. I think they do. Yeah. We just disagree on what what to do. But most of all, as people pointed out, John McCain and, and Lindsey Graham, and there's a lot of senators on both sides of the aisle that have a love of that institution of the Senate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the high ideals that the Senate represents. Yeah. That that separates it from the lower house. That's It's the deliberative mm-hmm. body. And I think, above all, the preservation of that tradition, of that camaraderie that's in the Senate... I think it most of all is dear near and dear to him and he's not going to have that attack by the likes of some joker from New York. Yeah. And to that, yeah. Joe, you get the Bobby Briggs amen. Amen. Yeah, and it, it, you know, in rain, I said this on the show the other day, I can't wait to getting back to arguing policy with Yeah. people like um oh, what's his name? Rick um Oh man! Oh, I I I had this problem with Kenny Pick Senior last night. I can't, Rick Wilson. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was trying to remember his name. Rick Wilson. I can't wait to getting back to arguing policy with people like you know Rick. Well, not like I'm going to personally argue with them, but argue about their points. You know about whatever. I mean, you know Rick Wilson, Lindsey Graham, John McCain, uh, Ben Sass. The you know the list is is literally, you know. A mile long. Well, have maybe not. Have you seen David Frum lately? Yes, man, uh, he is he is one unhappy looking man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but anyway, these, these are guys uh, that are watching yeah. their party fall apart. Oh, I know, I know. And and that that's the thing. Where where we are right now is uh, you know even greater than before. Um, the the schism is is in full effect. Let them fight. Yeah. Because what we have going on right now is the establishment Republicans and then just basically anybody who will hop on the Trump train. Because, you know, you look at uh, Scaramucci, that audio we played, the two-minute rant from 2015 against Donald Trump calling him a bully and stupid and whatever else. You know, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, Scaramucci totally went after Trump, but oh, apparently that's water under the bridge now. You know, it's nonsense. But anyway, I want to get to these last two uh, Lindsey Graham clips. Here's uh, uh, him, uh, you know, well, uh, this might be the last one I play. But yeah, again, American institutions. This is not just a diversion. This is unnerving. It's unfair to Jeff Sessions. He's a good man who deserves better. 
And some of the suggestions the mayor, uh, the president is making, the mayor, <laughs> way beyond what's acceptable in a rule of law nation. So I'm going to pause it right there. I think he was going to call Donald Trump the mayor of TV, is what he was going to do. So uh, that, I think that's the mayor of TV. I think was a, a, a character from Mr. Show with Bob and David. But anyway, continuing. Uh, I hope the president will get good counsel and advice and focus on what he got elected to do, which is change the culture in Washington. This is not draining the swamp. What Thank he's you. interjecting is turning democracy upside down. Not not taking political stale bodies and replacing them with new ideas, but taking 200-year concepts that were a nation of law and men, of laws, not men, and trying to turn it upside down. Bizarro world is the, the phrase you're looking for there, Lindsay. Um, yeah, I mean, he just echoed what we've been saying for a long time. You know, he's... He's above the law. He doesn't care about the law. He doesn't care about American citizens. He doesn't care about anything else other than himself and his brand after he dies. That's it. Yeah. And all these attacks on him from, you know, within the Republican Party, from, you know, the free press, from, uh, you know, people like us, um, he sees that as a diminishing of his brand, not... Um, you know, uh, halting his efforts to, you know, uh, make America great again, which has always been bullshit. We've always known that's been bullshit. It's about making Trump great again. And, uh, you know, his brand was, yeah, he liked, liked to brag about the, the apprentice and whatever else. But, you know... <sighs> I don't know. There's no if 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 he hadn't become president, his fame would have slipped into the gutter. It just would have gone completely downhill. And now, Rain, he's he's desperate to to cling on to uh, cling on. Um, he's desperate to cling to to you know whatever you know he can to try he, he just again he wants to be loved he wants to be adored and it's not happening not yeah. on the level he yeah. expected running for president was a business decision i think his business was in danger uh god knows where his company's infusions of cash are coming from right now uh but it was all about branding and nothing about governing no. Nothing about a love for America. Mm. It was about a lust for power and greed. And uh, and I will admit, he has he 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 holds some feelings for his his own family. Uh, oh, nothing yeah. else matters. It, he, you know, it, only what is what is Trump's or of Trump or for Trump. And uh, you and you know, he's into the Deutsche Bank. God knows what he's really into with the uh, uh, the Russian mob. Yeah. And uh, there are plenty of people in this world, if he stops serving their purpose and fulfilling their wishes, who will be ready to pull the plug on him. And, yes. uh, you know, I, I'd like to see him go out like Jack Nicholson at the end of the pledge. You know, <laughs> oh. I know that reference. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. But Rain, I mean, your thoughts. I mean, you you knew he was never in it for the country. We all knew he was never in it for the country. I mean, what's your, what, what's? But Rain, what's what's your take on? 
on where we are. I think Scaramucci is actually an exclamation point on the fact that he was never in it for the country reign. I I think it's spelled with an exclamation point. See, yeah. <laughs> see, I don't. Hmm. I got nothing right now. All right. Well, well I'm kind uh, of overwhelmed. I really am kind of overwhelmed. That's all right. Joe, go ahead, and then Rain, if you have any thoughts, uh, we'll get you in before the break. Well, just to, to emphasize what you we were saying about debating policy rather than whether the democracy that, – that's exactly what, what we're doing. We, we have two levels of, of, of discussion here. We, we have Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives who always have a policy uh, uh, difference. Yeah. And that's okay because that's how we govern and that's how we – move the ball forward okay everybody gets a little bit of what they want not everybody gets everything they want and we just <laughs> that's that's right you'll see why i couldn't talk that's they're right they're chasing the chuck wagon yes and they're and sparky sharky's next but nice. uh <laughs> but um right now yeah. we're not having a debate we're not having the debates on whether we should have single payer, whether we should have a public option. We're not having those kinds of debates. We're having a debate whether we're going to retain a democracy. Yeah, we're having a debate on common decency. Common decency, democracy, and just, you know, doing right by our neighbor. We're we're talking about, well, you know, and, and we're talking about the rule of law that they keep, you know, thrown around. Mm-hmm. We're talking about no. that, and and rule of law is 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 our democracy, and I think that's what what Lindsey Graham is speaking to there, and that's yeah. why we can agree with him on this level, because we're not even talking policy anymore. We're talking about the right to even have policy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You're totally right. I mean, you know, I would love to call, you know, uh, Lindsey Graham an asshole for uh, whatever opposing view he has uh, politically. But he's a guy who understands what our democracy is, understands what common decency is. Like he said about, you know, just as a human being, maybe Donald Trump should let up a little bit on Jeff Sessions, you know. I personally don't think Jeff Sessions is a human being. I think he is an elf. So I I don't have an allegiance to elves, so I can call him all kinds of names. Uh, but <laughs> Keeping in uh, mind at all times that John McCain and Lindsey Graham are wholly owned subsidiaries of the U.S. military. Oh, yeah. Right. And, yeah. and also right. Jeff Sessions is a full-on racist as well. Yeah, um, right. So, but yeah. So you know, it's like, and that's the that's the bitter bittersweet curse of being a liberal is having empathy. But uh, and you know, at one point the GOP tried to to demonize empathy, and I think they did a good job because look who took took over their party. You know, I remember that. I remember that vividly. I think it was Eric Cantor out there, um, uh, doing a little listening tour or whatever trying to demonize liberals for being empathetic you know having empathy mm-hmm. so well you know what what what, what was uh, you know what's his name on fox this morning he says well now 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 the uh, the healthy are gonna pay for the sick 
Oh yeah, I don't right. uh, you know, indicating complete and total ignorance of what insurance is. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Nobody believes. Yeah. Nobody believes the president has the slightest understanding of how healthcare works. Not oh, even no. a shred. No, no, they definitely. And what's more dangerous is he's not interested in learning anything. Uh, I'm not sure he can. I'm not sure he's capable of learning. <laughs> I think you're on to something. But anyway, all right, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this discussion up. Good stuff, everybody. Uh, but uh, we're going to end on a fun note. We're going to uh, hear Sarah Huckabee Sanders read a letter from Pickle. Hey, Pickle. <laughs> hey, Pickle. <laughs> uh, it's been confirmed that Donald Trump did not write this uh, poorly worded and bad penmanship letter from a nine-year-old. Um, but uh, well, I wouldn't have been surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised. Allegedly, a allegedly. Uh, yeah, it could have been John Barron. We're not sure. So, Barron uh, Miller or John Miller? Or, yeah, or, or pick, pickle pickle Miller? Pickle Barron pickle Miller. Miller. Yeah, pickle Baron Miller. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and hit the break. We're going to make this uh, short one, Atomic Fire, coming up, everybody. So, uh, And we also have a, a delectable uh, array of two Mad Libs that our chat room has filled out uh, most gloriously. Um, it, but there are some uh, blanks that still need to be fill, filled in by Rain, Pete, and Joe. So hang tight. We'll be right back. And we'll wrap this sucker up right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com
Hall. Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagon. I am Miles Lagon. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Madison. Thank you, Scranton. And thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the final segment here of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. And I, I got to tell you, everybody, you got to be nice. Got to be nice during this segment. It's a rule. Be nice on this segment. Okay. The Mooch, mooch. heard right from Sleazy Don and said, you got to be nice to me, okay? You call me my uh, you call me your crowd McFriend. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, I'm going to get that, uh, that crowd McFriend drop. So I need that for a bumper for sure. Uh, especially after we play this, because Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now the new, um, I guess, uh, the new face of the White House press briefing uh, after the, the gradual phasing out of... Uh, um oh what's his name um i miss sean, sean spicer. spicer yeah sean spicer I miss he, him. they they fired him last day last day actually huh. uh so <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh you know they, they he was a spicy meatball uh from time to time i can you know? tell you where he is right now oh, oh. Uh, isn't he in new york spicer yeah where is he no, he's 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 stuck to the windshield of a station wagon speeding through Nebraska. Oh, okay. Mamma mia, yeah. that's a spicy meatball. There you go. So <laughs> Actually Actually. Yeah. He, he's he's kind of in my neighborhood. Oh, is he? Is he right yeah. around the corner? Yep. Nice. So 
Uh, <laughs> Mama I Mia. plan on finding that man and buying him a cocktail and talking to him in the next couple of weeks. If you can do that and put your... I'm going to vo- do it. If you can hit record on your phone for voice memo or whatever... I will give you. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can score that. I swear. To, I swear to God. I swear to God. Right now, if Rain, if you get an audio interview with Sean Spicer, I will send you through PayPal one hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't need money. I don't need money. I'm well, going to just so you can buy. Maybe I'm ju- going to say hi. I'm yeah. going to be a very nice person, and I'm going to buy him a beverage of his choice. And well, we're going and to ask him. I'm just going to pay this. I'm just. No, uh, I just want to say this real quick, Pete. Is that I mm-hmm. will send you a hundred dollars to cover the bar tab because I want you to buy him <laughs> a lot of drinks. And that's it. Not that you need money, but you deserve money. But go ahead, go ahead, no. Pete. Just yeah, you, you. you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders' nickname is Pickle. No, right. it's it's not her nickname. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> that was. I think. I think that letter was her child's nickname. Okay. Well, well uh, you know, ask him if his nickname around the White House was Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> See, there you go. I think it was Bush I think, Spice. I think that was the Secret Service code name for him. Yeah, I am know. going to find Spicy, and I'm going to have drinks with him. It, it well, could be one month. It could be two months. Just give me time. It's going to happen. Hey, please, please do. But uh, no, no, Joe, you were completely mistaken about his Secret Service code name. His, uh, th- this is his uh, code name. There is a pestilence upon this land. Nothing is sacred. <laughs> Even those who arrange and design shrubberies are under considerable economic stress at this period in history. Did you say shrubberies? Yes. Shrubberies are my trade. I am a shrubber. My name is Roger the Shrubber. I arrange, design, and sell shrubberies. Roger the Shrubber. That is his. Uh, that's his <laughs> Roger name. The sh- yeah, but right. you know. Leafy. But everybody calls me Pickle. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> All right. Well, so the origins of but everybody calls me Pickle. If nobody has seen this, I've been kind of cryptically putting uh, posts on <laughs> Facebook just for fun. And uh, a couple of my pickle posts, because, you know, again, near and dear to my heart, my last name is Pickle Simer. I put Pickle's new book, The Art of the Dill. That's uh, that's one. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, oh. And, and then uh, and I, I put. I didn't even think about that when you posted yeah. that. With you should be hobbled for that. And I and I said maybe maybe Pickle will send Fallon Don another letter to cheer him up. Um, and the reason why I say Pickle would send him another letter is because Pickle sent Donald Trump a letter dated uh, last June, this June. So uh, here you go. And uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, because there there wasn't really anything important at all going on this week that this minute and a half could have covered at the White House press briefing. But, you know, this one, this this letter from a nine-year-old child Pickle needed to be read. They, they call him Not, Pickle. Yeah, they God. call him Pickle. They call him Pickle. You know, and, and uh, well, I'll, I'll play it first and then I'll give my thoughts. So uh, here you go. To remind us a little bit more often about some of the forgotten men, women, and children that we're here to serve and that the president is fighting for, we're going to start the White House briefing every once in a while with a letter or an email that we may receive from some of those individuals. 
to kick it off with that process, I'd like to read you a letter from nine-year-old Dylan. Kick it off! My name is Dylan Harbin, but everybody calls me Pickle. I'm nine years old, and you're my favorite president. I like you so much that I had a birthday about you. My cake was the shape of your hat. And then Dylan goes on to ask a few questions. How old are you? Dylan, President Trump is 71 years old. How big is the White House? The White House is 168 feet long. It's 70 feet tall on the south side and 60 feet 4 inches tall on the north. And it takes 300 gallons of white paint to cover the exterior of the White House residence. It has 132 rooms and approximately 55,000 square feet. How much money do you have? I'm going to pause it right there because Pickle, guess what? He never releases fucking taxes, so we don't fucking know. I'm sorry to swear. <laughs> to, I'm sorry to use blue language with a nine-year-old, but your parents should have told you he never releases fucking taxes, so we don't fucking know. And guess what? Sarah Huckabee Sanders doesn't know either. Dylan, I'm not sure, but I know it's a lot. <laughs> I don't know why people don't like you. Me either, Dylan. Oh, I'm sorry. We laughed over that, but she said, uh, she read his question. I don't know why people don't like you. And she said, I don't know either, Dylan. Pickle. You seem really nice. Can we be friends? (laughs) Oh, my God. You seem really nice. I think the parent of this child wrote the letter with its with their opposite hand of, of you know, uh, but anyway, uh, continuing. I'm happy to say that I directly spoke to the president, Dylan, and he would be more than happy to be your friend. My picture is in here, so if you can, see me and say hello. Dylan, I hope you're watching because the president wanted me to personally tell you hello. Your friend, Dylan. Dylan, thanks Dylan. for writing to the president. And if you're ever in Washington, D.C., I hope you'll stop by and let us show you around the White House. So the president can grab you by the... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, by the pickle. By the by pickle. The pickle. By the pickle. I, yeah. I can give everybody you a calls clue me here. pickle. I'm sorry, Joe. What did you say? <laughs> I can give you a little clue here. They yeah. said everybody calls him pickle, right? Yeah. It's a suspect letter. I'll tell you, the Secret Service calls the president pickle. Really? Yes. And um, I think... So it's John Barron writing that. I thought they called him Gherkin. I thought they called him Gherkin. I know. I think he's Pickle, and I think he wrote the letter. Are we entering (laughs) fan fiction? Well, you know, it's about the president's, uh, uh, you know, grammar level. Yeah, and and, and vocabulary level. Except he doesn't repeat himself. And I want to say... Believe me. True, true. I want to say, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did not mention the fact that he enclosed his picture. Um, She said picture, but the kid expressly wrote he enclosed a picture. So I'm wondering if it was like, you know, a a picture to hold lemonade or a baseball pitcher. I don't know. But Rain, go ahead. Do you really think that Dylan wanted to be known as Pickles? Uh, Oh, singular, Pickle. Okay, or Pickle. Do you think that Dylan, when he wrote this letter, because I believe that this child did write the letter. I do believe that. I, I believe know. it too. Uh, the, the mom has come out. The, the, wow. the mom has come out and said it was real, and they <laughs> actually published the letter. But it does look like Trump's handwriting. Okay. I had a, I had a friend here in Madison. Do you think Madison. this kid wants to be known as Pickle? 
He's he what, might. nine years old? He might. It's not a horrible no, nickname. I'll say I had a really it bad nickname. It is a nickname. pretty horrible nickname. I had a he's really bad nickname as a kid. Public school, and he's, his friends are going to be like, hey, dude, hey, Dylan, you're a pickle, right? Hey, what's up, pickle? I like it. Are you Madam married? I had a friend here, Madison, uh, who, uh, anyone who'd known him for a long period of time addressed him as asshole. How old was he? Uh, And uh, (laughs) he passed away uh, just uh, about two years ago. He was uh, close to 70. And, uh, you know, I'd see him in a store and I'd go, hey, asshole. And he'd turn around and grin, you know. uh, because you know, his name was Dave Muldowney. Yeah. And since high school, he was called asshole, and that was just the way it was. And that's and he said, "Call me asshole." You know. You know. And, um, uh, my one of my best friends, uh, Daryl, his brother. Uh, everybody's uh, still pretty much to this day calls his brother masturbating Dave. Yeah. Oh, God. And oh. and he's okay with it. <laughs> you know, he's married with a family. You know. <laughs> But all that's fine, but uh, this this kid, his name is Dylan, and yeah. the White House put him out there as Pickle. Mm-hmm. Well, he I, he put in the letter his I name don't. was Pickle. Honest to God, I would rather have the name Pickle than Dylan because every kid born to a, a, a Gen Xer is, is fucking called Dylan or Brittany, you know, or or you know Cody. You know, Brittany, Cody, Dylan, yeah. you know, oh, God, those names. And Jeez. Madison. Madison. Hey, <laughs> Madison. Madison. <laughs> anyway, so, but my my whole thing about this thing is, you know, God bless you, Pickle. Uh, you know, I, I th- that's great that you love President Trump and you had a birthday theme. Trump. Yeah. yeah okay. All, Great. Hair all over his cake. I had a uh, ha, uh, you know when it, when she was saying that I had a cake shaped like your head. I thought head. I thought it was going to be cake shaped like your head, and I was like, oh my god, that is terrible. Ooh, yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I had a cake shaped like your white tennis shorts. Um, (laughs) with, 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 uh, brown icing. Well, no, with just a, just a fudge, uh, you know, ripple running through it. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs to play mad libs? Yeah. It had chocolate chips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 And shavings. Yes. That's terrible. So anyway, anyway, but yeah, the, the, the whole thing is for me is like, you're going to take time out of the White House press briefing to read a letter that's just singing Donald Trump's praises from a nine-year-old who doesn't quite understand policy or anything like that. How about yeah. reading a letter from a nine-year-old that maybe his parents are having trouble making ends meet or a child who is uh, having a hard time in school? Um, you know, it, to me, this smacked of they were desperate and this is the best most you know uh, uh you know flattering piece of mail they could find for sleazy don you know well, you know the press briefings are getting to be nothing more than propaganda uh yeah. well, sessions yeah. they're not yeah. press briefings no and how, how often you think that's going to last i mean do you think that the 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 white house speech writer could come up with a letter every week mm. well they could if I somebody don't think read so. them we could do Mad Libs well, for him. 
They could. <laughs> they still have chimps and typewriters. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. No, they, they, you know, to answer your question, show, they really could. And they haven't done it. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. this pickles one wasn't the best they could come up with. I mean, it no. probably was. Oh, oh. it probably, I, I think that it probably was the best thing they could come up with, honestly. It was, it was kind of hard you know. for me. Here's little pickles. Well, they should take a creative writing uh, class then. Well, no, what I'm saying, it's the best thing that they could call from the the fan mail. Oh, I'm saying it doesn't even a fan mail. I'm saying that they made it up. No, I'm not. I I agree with you. No, I don't think they made it up. No, they didn't make it up. They didn't make it up. Uh, I mean, if if they made it up, I think it probably would have been far more flattering on Trump's um, perceived uh, accomplishments. Uh, this was just like I don't know why people don't like you. I think you're nice, you know. Uh, but no, the 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 to the barrel, yeah. to find letters, and I do I do believe that this was a real letter. I, I did anybody too? Did anybody authenticate the letter? The letter has been released. Um, Where's the kid? Where's the, the kid? letter's been released? Right. And the mom came out and talked about it. But real. we. We don't have time to debate whether the letter was real or not. I I'm think s- the kid is the banana man. Uh, so the banana man can. No, I I think what we're what we're seeing here with the White House is that they're trying the to they're trying to further the propaganda to say you know kids like Trump. Yeah. I so don't, why don't you? I, I do believe that the, that the letter was real. I think it the was. pickles is a real thing. Singular pickle. Pickle. I know. I yeah. gotta get it. pickle. Pickle I get, exists. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's Ken's touchy about this. It's I am. I, I'm a little touchy. I'm All little right. Yeah, well, you, okay. Here's a prediction. The next letter is going to be from Polly Walnuts. See, and that'll prove my point. Are you working yeah. on your next clown car already? <laughs> so it's, it's done already. <laughs> oh, good, good. So maybe uh, you should make a bonus I, I one. I think the letter was but real. I, 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 was I believe it was. For Sarah to give yeah. us another letter this week. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think the pickle, 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 pickle was real. But anyway, all right, we we get all we're. Right. It's almost at the top of the hour, and we have Mad Libs to do. And I, I need you guys, uh, I need your full attention, all right? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh, God bless Mad Libs. Yes, God bless Mad Libs. Thank you. Uh, so, okay, we have very few blanks to fill in tonight. Uh, Rain, I would like a letter from the alphabet. P for pickle. <laughs> and uh, all right, uh, next one. P.S. Mueller. I need the name of a food. Oh, okay. Um, you guys have mm-hmm. easy ones tonight. Easy ones tonight. Pate. Pate. I know how to spell that with the little thing on the top of the e uh and joe santorsa i need a nonsense word goofball goofball it is 
and uh, uh, Rain. I need the name of a Trump supporter. Scaramucci. All right, Anthony Scaramucci, it is. Um, race. That's a lo- longer name than than mine, so I'm racing oh. to fill it in. Uh, Pete, I need an animal. An animal. Yeah. Okay. A quagga. How do you spell that? Q U A G G A. Native to Vietnam, I believe. It's a kind of like a deer. Oh, I thought it might be. I'm going to put this out there. I'm never going to play Scrabble with Pete ever. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. I I never once beat my dad. Hmm. All right. Last but definitely not least, Joe Santorza. I saved one body part for you. What's a part of the body, my friend? Uh, toenail. Okay, here we go. Here's our Mad Libs, everybody. They are all filled out. So the first one is called It's About Time. And this one, uh, these are both from Mad, 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 Mad Libs. So uh, here we go. It's About Time. Thousands of songs ago... There were calendars that enabled the ancient mugs to divide a year into 12 turtles, each month into 17 weeks, and each week into seven fins. At first, people told time by a sun clock, sometimes known as the spoon dial. I like the spoon dial. Ultimately, they invented the great timekeeping devices of today, such as the grandfather dummy and the pocket uniform, <laughs> the alarm vinegar, and of course, the toes watch. Yeah. Who doesn't have a toes watch these days? Children learn about clocks, and most of the time, they learn their uh, ABPs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Children learn about clocks almost before they learn their ABPs. That's what it is. Uh, they they are taught that a day consists of 24 dogs. An hour uh, has 60 puppets. And a minute has 60 starships. By the time they are in kindergarten, they know if the big boob is at 12 <laughs> and the little foreskin is at 3, that it's... 13 o'clock what yeah it, uh, it says by the by the uh, by the time they are in kindergarten they know if the big boob is at 12 and the little foreskin well. is at three that it's 13 o'clock okay makes perfect sense to me sure okay. I wish we could continue this transgender lesson but we've run out of ventriloquist and cat gave me transgender is an adjective so thank you cat so all right here we go last one a concert review from mad 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 Lubs. uh throughout last night's ambassador the cheering for the performance of the of pearl pate was so deafening you had to hold your s'mores over your microphones Many well-known drink mixes are calling it the granular concert of the decade. For their opening number, the band played their hit, uh, or their hit song, 
Goofball, followed by their blue rendition of I Can't Get No Vodka. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> then I can't as it get no Saddest Vodka. vodka. <laughs> yeah, then <it> as it... <laughs> Saddest Vodka. That's it. That's my new vodka brand, everybody. I love be, that. Saddest Vodka. Saddest Vodka. It yeah. is delicious. So, get you some Saddest Vodka. Oh, yes. Gets you fucked up, Ski. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> then, as a tribute to the Beatles, they played several hermaphrodites from the hit album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Thyroids Club Band. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, throughout the performance, yeah, that that's a good one. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Thyroids Club Band. That's a good one. It really, it really didn't get the appreciation it needed. No, it didn't. True. Uh, unfortunately, throughout the performance, lead singer Anthony Scaramucci moved about the stage like a caged quagga, singing well, singing mm. at the singing at the top of his popcorn, giving this uh, critic. Giving this critic a terrible toenail ache. However, the concert ended with the audience standing on their cell phones and applauding arrogantly, forcing the group to come back for three soldiers before the stool finally came down. There you go, everybody. And I, I you know, I Man. need to. I, yeah, I gotta dig out my copy of uh, the Beatles. Uh, Lonely Thyroids or, or Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Thyroids Club Band. It's a good one. So, anyway, there was our Mad Libs for tonight. We are over time right now, so we need to get into parting shots, everybody. So, uh, Joe, would you like to go first in uh, the parting shots, Vil, tonight? Uh, just a little uh, update. Uh, it was just uh, announced that the president will sign the uh, sanctions bill against Russia. So how about what? that? Oh, well, Trump's I mean, game. it's a veto-proof majority. Might as well. <laughs> yeah, what, there was no point in not signing it. Right. True, true. It signed. It's, it, I think it, it passed ninety-eight to two in the Senate. Yeah. So yeah, but that's you know. like acting like Trump is normal. Yeah. No. I, I, he could count. Kind of, you know? Somebody in the White House could count. Somebody checked yeah. Twitter in the morning. Somebody <laughs> told him that 98 is did even he, more than you he? need. <laughs> somebody told him that you need 67 to override. 98 is bigger than 67. Really? He had. He had to be told that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, weird. So you might as well sign. So, so he actually came out and said, "I'm not going to sign it." No, he is going to sign it. I, I mean, might. not going to veto it. <clears throat> he's not going to. No, he's not going to veto it. He's going to sign it. He can't. It. He can't veto it. Yeah, he could. No. Uh, well, he could. Proof majority. But it, but it will just be overridden, and that would just embarrass him even more. Could he cousin? Yeah, yeah. Could could he cousin veto it? Yeah, he, he could pop from orange to gay <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that he's not going to veto it because I've been watching this. Yeah. I'm like. Hmm. Is he going to veto it? Just I, I, to send could, a message to the Russians. Yeah, I know. He could do a uh, he could do a pocket veto, but in those pockets, they'd never find it again. See? Yeah. <laughs> those are deep pockets. Well, deep pockets. Deep, deep, deep pockets. His social media following is not going to be happy. Senate in the house. 
Well, say it again, Rain. I'm sorry. Good on the Senate and the House for passing something that he can't veto. What's oh. ironic is that he's signing into law something that says he can't do anything about it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yes. Right. So I'm sure his uh, social media followers will be upset. He has 140 or 125 social media followers. Yeah, that's bad. So, uh, by the way, Susan just texted me, Lonely Thyroid Clubs, man. That's good. So, uh, <laughs> she's listening. Thank you, Sis. We love you. She's at her. She's at her sister. She's at her sister's right now. Uh, but all right. So, Joe, that was your parting shot. You got anything else before we uh, move on? That's it. Brand new uh, clown car this week. That's Listen right. Listen to the Tim Cormor show. You gotta go to timcormor.com and download, subscribe on iTunes or uh, Stitcher. You guys are on Stitcher too, right? We are. We are on Stitcher. Yes. Very good. So, yeah, do it. And listen here on Indie Media Weekly Monday morning and uh, I forget the other times. But, uh, uh, Rain, do you have a parting shot? You good? I, I, tonight, I do not. No? No? All right. Well, I'll tell I, you what. I, Don't never say God, never. I got nothing. Never say never. P.S. Mueller. Uh, what do you got on the way out of the program, sir? Frankenstein's Army. I, oh, I watched for, the trailer for that. I watched the trailer uh, for that. For all you splatterheads out there, it, 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 it's a pretty well put together uh, movie about uh, like the grandson of Victor Frankenstein working for the Nazis and uh, s- slapping together creatures that are half weapon and half human and uh, turning them loose in an underground uh uh, facility against uh, Russian soldiers, and uh, by gosh, you know it just made me stand up and. Clap. Oh, actually, you know what? I watched that one. I did actually watch it. There's another one too uh, that I saw on Amazon. Uh, I watched the trailer for, it. but yes, Frankenstein's mm-hmm. Army is pretty good. It's pretty good. The not, si- not half bad. And yeah, I would si- recommend. You know, although it's darker than you would ever dream, uh, Okja. Which is by the same director that did Mother and the Host and Snowpiercer. Oh. And it starts uh, Tilda Swinton in two parts and Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, and it's about the, uh, this kind of like a g- uh, genetically modified uh, pig creature. Uh, and, uh, and Tilda is hilarious in this movie. But the movie turns pretty dark toward the end. It's oh. not for kids. I don't know oh, okay. I was kind of turned off yeah. by it because I thought it was for kids. So I'm gonna have to no, check it out. Uh, it is definitely not for kids. I don't. In fact, I don't know who it's for. It's for people who don't like big, giant, heartless companies. That's wow. That's who it's for. Okay. All yeah. right. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So uh, anything else uh, uh, you want to mention uh, with uh, you and uh, Mister Gotcher or anything? I haven't seen him in months. Um, no. And so, uh, you know, I, I have no idea what he's doing. Um, and I'm preparing to, you know, get back to work for Audible. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, and uh, do you want to tell people how to find your Audible stuff? Well, you you, you got to, like, uh, sign on to Audible and uh, find the app, uh, the, the Onion Audible Archive, uh, the Onion Audio Archive. But that's all going to change. Uh, we're going to go into production in late August, early September, and we're going to start producing 10 to 12 minute weekly podcasts. Oh, that's so exciting. That's great. Instead of just like, uh, instead of just like one minute bits, that's awesome. We're going to have like a cast and shit. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, well, hey, you got my number. If you need some help, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, so, further details will be coming. Forthwith, yes. Uh, oh, so, wow. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, Rain, you sure you got nothing before we wrap up the show? Yeah, I got nothing. I really don't. All right. Yo, well, that's John Kelly. Got, he's going to get fired. Rights Priebus is gone. The White House is a hot fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Rights Priebus. The guy right. with brain cancer saved the country. Yeah. yeah. He's going to yeah. be dead in five months. About well, we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, but yes, uh, Ryan, Ryan, you get about a year. Ryan's, yeah. pre- Ryan's previous statement on uh, getting fired was, uh, you know what? That makes me mad. And my, uh, my response to, to that, my response to that, my response to that. Stop, don't come back. All right, Rain, what were you going to say? When when I found out that Ryan's got fired or whatever, I did. I walked through the kitchen and I did that. You know what? They said it's about. I was like, you know what? That makes me this mad. This makes me mad. <laughs> well, that's what he sounds like. He's like a. He has a, yeah. he has a mouthful of bees. He does. He so, does. I, you know, I got nothing. I, I just, I'm disgusted with these guys, and I can't wait for them to be gone. Yes, let's get on with the century, for God's sake. All right, yes. very good. But yes. you know what? Nobody ever wants a mouthful of bees, and uh, we'll make that very clear at the end of the show. Have a lovely evening, everybody. Check out Turn Up the Night uh, next Tuesday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Also, listen to Mike Check Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, every Saturday. I should be on tomorrow, but uh, if not, uh, uh, Adam, John, Miles, and Michelle will be holding down the fort check it out and of course listen to the night show at 11 p.m eastern every friday that's it nighty night that's it over and out rock and roll god bless america time for go to bed i'm finished goodbye we now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff we wish you a pleasant good night But everybody calls me Pickle.